Welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 240. You got your host, Ked, here. If you haven't listened before, Morning Skate, it's a hockey podcast where you can go and just listen to a bunch of angry people talk about hockey. Again, it's your host, Ked. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit. We're also joined by one of the three founding fathers of the Morning Skate. He's back, baby. Hal is in the studio. Uh, it's been it's been a while. He's, do, he's doing the Sean Avery. But uh, how's how's everybody doing? I'm, well, let's, I'm, start, let's start with Brownie. Let's start with Brownie. We'll start with Brownie. We'll go to Hal. Brownie, how's I'm it going? I'm super stoked that Hal's here. I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm like the rookie, like warm up lap by myself. I'm like overlooking at Bergeron over there stretching, and I'm gonna blow my nut in uh, warmies because Hal's here, and I'm like all fired up and nervous. Well, I'm How, fucking. That make you feel? There it is. It makes me feel a little more terrified, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> that was supposed to make you feel more comfortable. I appreciate. I mean, I appreciate it, but just like it's a big look yourself in the mirror moment. I felt like I stepped away from the podcast. Five years of Dylan McElrath references. I feel like, I feel like I was losing it. Like I just, I felt like I've had you do a podcast for five years. You spew so many takes. And I felt like I was just at the point where all my brain thought about was like Carter Hutton, Dylan McElrath, and Adam McQuaid. And it's like, I don't, I need to step away. So hopefully I refreshed my batteries a little bit, but it feels great to be back, boys. Nice. Well, boys, I'm, I'm glad everybody's back. Uh, Brownie, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about your Bruins game here in a little bit. Um, we start off, how <coughs> we start off with Mia Culpa's now. Before Didn't we even got know on, what that was. I had to Google the word. Yeah, Hal texted me. He goes, what the, who's Mia Culpa? And I was like, exactly. Oh, my God. It's the same fucking conversation I had with you when we started. Uh, but we do, have, we do have a little treat for the listeners at home. So, Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpas with Ked and Brownie. <laughs> so Brownie found a girl named Mia Culpa to fucking do this thing. So, Brownie, how did that happen? Uh, it was uh, – a lot of Googling, searching on different various social media platforms, and a lot of weird, hi, I'm not a creep, uh, messages. <laughs> I just and, really uh, I, you know, hi, I am part of a podcast, and, you know, it was like that. And, buddy, I wore my wife down so I could wear this girl down to get her to do a recording. Attaboy. So. I appreciate that. Who but... is she? Yeah. It's Mia Copa. Her is it is it her name? Like, is she famous? Do you know? No, she's not famous. She's not famous, and she does not want to be famous. I love that a thousand yeah. percent more. That's <laughs> but, but her name is Mia Culpa. Yeah, so. I love that, which is fantastic. But Brownie, Brownie does the Mia Culpas. So what did we fuck up last week? So the Eric Andre movie, Eric Andre. How we've 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 done some detours in the Jackass world. I think due to my own probably influence, but Eric Andre is in the new Jackass movie. And uh, we were talking about him last week. And the movie that I could not think of is called Bad Trip, starring uh, Eric Andre, Little Ray Howery, and Tiffany Haddish. Currently available on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Very good movie. And it's basically like prank humor. And, yeah, Eric Andre's fantastic. 
Yeah, you, I couldn't think of the name of the movie. I think I saw the trailer for that. That did look funny. Did you? So you saw the new Jackass? I'm assuming. I'm not. I'm hopefully. I haven't either. Yeah, fucking losers we are. It was in it was in theaters for one day, and the day, and it probably was the same for you, Brownie. The day it was in theaters was a Friday night, and there was a blizzard, and it was like, how am I gonna get to? a movie theater tonight i'm not gonna be sober and there's a blizzard outside and then i was like whatever it's 2022 it'll be streaming for 10 bucks in like three days it's nothing no they're, they're doing because it's killing it at the box office so they're not really rushing it out what they've been doing here is they do late shows on the weekends but then the weeknights the latest show is like seven o'clock i'm like i can't make that happen wait it's in theaters i thought it was only in theaters for one day no no maybe that was like a sneak or something oh maybe that was like an early release day like early release hey how how lay off the weed <laughs> <laughs> oh i got a good weed story for you later uh all right so the seattle safety that i couldn't remember from the legion of boom earl thomas put some respect on yep. mr thomas's name he was a beast uh and the second apple on the golden goal bergie did not get it although i did go down a rabbit hole of watching iggy and sid plays from that that series and it was fantastic and it was actually the only reason they scored was the linesman got in the way classic they, they would have cleared it the u.s team would have cleared it and then the linesman got in the way sid poked it down to iggy and you can hear him over the clip going iggy as he drove to the net for the goal on miller but right. and then fuck you kid this one when when the, the this this reminded me of such a funny story so the governor of north carolina said hockey tripe which is like basically like uh, garbage chirping, right? And you were like, "What the fuck's a tripe?" And a tripe is not a thing. It's it's not a, like a dog. You know what I mean? But it reminded me of a story. This guy we used to play with years ago, old guy, Cookie Cookno. I can't think of his first name. Great fucking guy though. But he used to talk about people running around like kids. He'd be like, "Oh, they're running around like a bunch of mucks." And I'm like, "You mean running a muck?" And he's like, yeah, that's it. Running around like a bunch of mucks. And that was the same type of thing. Are you sure he didn't mean mutt? No, he didn't. Okay. And no, also tripe, nice five-letter word for wordle. I'm going to start out with that tomorrow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. there you go. No, there's. Then, I don't think there's enough vowels in that. Do you fuck with wordle? Here, I started I started wordling. I always start off with a do, A-D-I-E-U, get all the vowels out of Yeah, but that. that's almost too many choices. It doesn't narrow it down enough for you. But it lets you know if it's in the word. That's fair. So there's a thing called quartal. Q-U-O-R-D-L-E, I started playing that O-R-D-L-E, where you play yeah. four grids at once. That's the they big brain stuff right there. Big brain stuff. I think it's hard enough now. They didn't like New York Times buy it. Like I've been and doing it. It, for, it gets for progressively long. harder throughout the week, like the crossword, I think. Fucking some some mornings I'm all about it, and some mornings I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Well, I would tell you when I play it in the morning, but the last Mia culpa was pointed out to me that I mentioned how I scrolled through my phone multiple times on last week's podcast while sitting on the toilet. So I'm not going to mention where I do Wordle. And Brownie's a big poop guy. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to make. You are too. You're probably one of the biggest poop guys I know. So, like, Brownie, are you a are you a public shit guy? Like, does any toilet count for you? Are you like strictly a home guy? I prefer home, but you you were on the podcast where my hero of the week was a sock because I had an incident at a harbor freight. So. True. Yeah. I mean, that seems like you're a perfect fit, right? Because Ken's Match, probably match made in heaven, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that that those are me a couple shout. That was actually pretty light for me a couple. So eat that disco. 
I mean, we are also eight minutes in here, and I don't think we've mentioned hockey once. So let, let's let's yeah, hop into yeah. uh, let's go NHL the news. Play the music. All right. So after uh, the World Junior fucking absolute shit show this year they canceled it uh ihf iihf president luke tardiff announced that the tourney will be played in alberta in august of this year after the lincoln gretzky cup same age category as december tourney total fresh start with previous results being wiped i i i'm indifferent like, who needs in august do you think that, oh you know what though do you think they'll keep that once you move something it's gonna be hard to move that back right go again well, it's not normally in August. Normally, it's in December. So they're going to have one in August. Are they going to have one in August and then December right away for the next year's? I think I so. would think so. Yeah. Or they just move it to August, which would give us that perfect amount of time where everybody's itching for hockey, and you have that leading up to the regular season, which would be sick. I think it'll depend on how it does. So. Yeah. Um. I don't know if we have it in here. I also saw that the IH, IIHF guy – Dude, I'm going to fuck this up royally because I don't have names. But do you remember that one racist dickhead who pretended to peel a banana? And so it, it took the guy five months to suspend this guy for one year. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. That was oh, the um, like, Dan Smerick incident, right? Yeah, he got he got a, he got a year suspension. was the victim, not the dickhead. Yeah, yeah. he got a one-year suspension. took him five months to do that. Fucking stupid. Did the and five then, months count? Is it like time served already? I I don't know if it works out that way. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm kind of done with this Luke Tardiff guy. Get somebody in there who knows what the fuck's going on. Dude, that's true with every international committee. It's all fucking crooked. It's wild. Look at the IOC. It's ridiculous. Wait, so you don't like this move? I just don't know why it took him that long to do one year. It should have been like that. I still, I don't even understand what you're saying. No, you guys talk about two different things. Oh yeah, I was going back to the hockey in August. Oh, I dude, I think it's sick. Why not? Right? It gives those all those guys an opportunity to go back and play hockey. I, I, there's not hockey normally, so if you're and if you're like a junior team or a college team, you don't lose your best players in the middle of the season. Like, I that's why I think I I wouldn't hate if they kept it in August. That I think it'd be sick. And for a college guy, I would think that if he's doing this, that's a nice ramp up to go right into the season. Right. right. And he's going to motivate the other guys to get in shape. I mean, it's a trickle down effect, right? I'm into it. I like trickle down effects. Uh, (laughs) Next story. JT Brown and Everett. Oh boy. Fitz you became the first ever all black broadcasting team when they called the Seattle Winnipeg game on Thursday, February 17th. Shout out to them breaking barriers. Uh, You guys have anything? No, it's good to see. Cool moment. Um, Keep it with Seattle. They traveled to Calgary on Friday, and it was Mark Giordano's first trip back since being claimed in Seattle. Calgary got the win 2-1, but a nice pregame tribute to Giordano when they went out and led all Seattle skaters with 21 minutes of time on ice. In his 15 seasons with Calgary, he won the Norris Messier Leadership Award and now defunct NHL Foundation Player Award. I also saw that Giordano was out before the game, and somebody came up to him and was like, hey, Gio, you're having a great year talking about the Flames. He's like, yeah, I'm not on the Flames anymore. (laughs) Not yet. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. That'd be what a story that'd be. They're saying that could happen. It could, but I mean, you want man. would you want a thirty-eight-year-old Mark Giordano? I think I would. Depending right. on what, depending on what you give up, right? I feel like they would also have to retain salary, but it doesn't yeah. his contract expire, and it's also like Seattle, so who cares for a year? Right. 
That's yeah. what I think. That's why. <clears throat> I don't know if I'd want him logging 21 minutes for the Bruins, but no, on a, on a cup contender like third yeah. pair, agree. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's the perfect move. Giordano and Schneider would look good. <laughs> Bro, I. I'm, I'm I think you miss excited it? to come back to this podcast like a month before trade deadline. The Rangers are good because I feel like time and time again, I get proven right that the Rangers fans think they're going to get everybody. It's like, how can I turn this into the Rangers could use? I can't wait to get into the Rangers talk because I do have some. I just kind of want to talk who you guys think they should and shouldn't pick up and what they should do with their team. But we'll, we'll wait until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Calgary, they won 10 straight. The last loss was on January 27th. They now lead the Pacific Division by four points with games in hand. They've fucking waxed the Rangers both times they played them this year. They're a really, really good team, top to bottom, I think. Uh, Markstrom and Nets, huge for them. Uh, Rasmus Anderson, I love that guy. He's a smaller fucking Swedish defenseman who's kind of in your face. Kachuk Lucic seems to be fucking playing great hockey. They just picked up Tafoli, who had a really nice goal the other night. Um, definitely. Are they a dark horse? Like, I want to say they're my dark horse, but I feel like they're above being a dark horse. No, I, I think they're, they might be the favorite They're Well, they're the favorite coming out of the Pacific right now. Right. And they got to be the top two or three teams in the whole West. A Western conference final of the avalanche and flames would be sick. Would be I don't, I don't really have any statistical background of this, but it kind of, to me, it feels similar. Remember the year that uh, Sam Bennett grew out his handlebar mustache and like they like won a series and like everyone was riding them and then they died. Is it weird to say? I know Sutter's the coach now and it's a different team. That to me, the Flames are like one of the biggest disappointments every year. Pretty much every year. Uh, I also just saw that year that you're referencing was particularly bad, though. Right, but even like if you look at the years they don't make the playoffs, it feels like they should. Yeah. They've, yeah, I don't really remember the last time the Flames have been, like, god-awful. Probably when they got Monaghan, because Monaghan was, like, a top-five pick, so that was probably, like, 2013. Yeah. It was. 2013, six overall. Woo! Um, and one more thing with these guys. Craig Conroy, Co- Craig Conroy is assistant GM for uh, Calgary right now. They brought up Johnny Gaudreau, and he said not to be worried about it. He thinks the deal's going to get done. We're going to get it done. So do you guys believe that? Well, what's he going to say? I mean, to say we're going to get it done, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it if you don't. Well, I think that's putting out the right PR. He's not going to come in. He's not going to go to the press and be like, hey, listen, we're $10 million apart over five years or something like that. He's, you know, we're going to get it done. The game a little bit. We're going to get it done a lot different than we really hope to have him back. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I that's don't, a safer thing to say. I don't know. I I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna get it done because I believe Craig Conroy, right? Potsdam, New York, top ten greatest New York hockey players maybe ever. That could be a stretch, but I feel like he easily had like over 500 points. Childhood idol of mine, no idea why, but big Craig Conroy guy. So I believe. I mean, Potsdam, New York. That's fucking. That's the that's the shit. And he went to Clarkson, right? Like, that's upstate New York hockey. Yeah, I believe him. Goudreau staying. Um, <coughs> Sorry, we want we want Chucky on the. Bruins, not control, anyways. Oh, yeah. Here we go. yeah, yeah. And we always talk about people going to the Rangers. All right, dude. <laughs> I just I thought this was weird. Did you guys see the Drew Dowdy 1000 game ceremony? How they had him come yeah. out with a mic and like talk to everybody and like he thanked the Edmonton bench. His old teammate Trevor Lewis, he's in Calgary right now. 
uh, gave him a message, and then Matthew Chuck came in and interrupted it. I thought that was hilarious. I wonder. I wish I could awesome. see the. I wish I could see the text message after the game that Dowdy sent Trevor Lewis, like you motherfucker, or like something yeah. like that. I thought that was playful. That was cool, but and the I dude the rain. I have no room to talk because the Rangers fucking they celebrate everything, right? But I just thought it was weird giving the guy a fucking mic to thank people for his 1,000 game. Does that normally happen, or is it normally like the guy goes up there, he gets a stick, and like that's it? I think it depends on the guy, right? Have you ever seen a 1,000 game where they have like a legitimate like speech before? Yeah, I think so, dude. Uh, actually, I don't know if the player's ever given a speech. That's a good point. I feel like that's usually yeah. Jersey banner night. Well, it's also it's also the Kings, Hollywood. Dowdy's very outspoken anyways. Like, <clears throat> like I wouldn't be surprised when Marshawn has his thousandth if he talked. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. That's a good point because, like, if that was if that was Patrice Bergeron, that would be fucking boring. You know, like, it would, it would be like, Bergeron, I don't think like, would, though, you know? Yeah, and that's not a shot on Bergeron. That's just like a shot on who he is. But like, if you like Drew Dowd, he's one of the few guys I think you could just throw a mic in his face and he'd say something stupid. And he did. And people laughed. Like, he made people yeah. laugh. So I'm for it. Yeah. One of my favorite clips is when he's going at that one guy. It's like, if you do that one again, I will fuck you up. And then the ref comes over. Drew Dowdy, hell of a dude. He gets so much shit, but he's just. Oh, he's well, I, I love him. He's, he's so great. good. Hell, I forget. Are you a Dowdy guy or no? I think. Yeah, you know. I am. I, th- I think he definitely. Didn't fall off a cliff. I still think he's an elite defender. I think the analytics community just like fucking hates him for no reason. Um, he does like, it all. When he came up, when he came up, he was like a top three easy, pretty much defenseman every year. He's who I've always wanted Charlie McAvoy to be. Right. Yeah. Sense? Yep. He, I mean, he he can he puts up points. He's a fucking prick to play against. Like if you go in the corner with him, you're leaving with a black and blue bruise. Seldomly gets beat. He, when I think defenseman all around, I think Drew Doughty. So, um, I take him over Giordano. Yeah, <laughs> I think his, isn't his contract like absolutely insane? Oh, no. ridiculous! Him and Kopitar. That's that's why the Kings are in rough shape. Uh, going to Edmonton, Darnell Nurse founded annual scholarships for deserving students at his former high school. Per Nurse, my goal is to make something, uh, make this something that lasts a very long time. The stories I read, they really do get to you. Every single person's story was special. I can't wait to see the stories this year. You just want to see these young adults uh, to get the most out of their high school experience, to take what they learned from those times and go out and make a difference in the world. Dude, I what game was I watching? It had been a Hockey Night in Canada game because it had the the McLean BXA, but they ended up interviewing a couple of the girls on the Canadian uh, gold medal women's team, and Nurse's sister was on there, and I thought she was That's very well-spoken. Kind, like kind of a smoke and they're, they're after, cousins, after, oh cousin okay yeah. and after they're done talking i was just like these canadian girls are so much cooler than the u.s girls it's fucking insane like these girls i would love to go get a beer with them and like they would hang out and they would chill and stuff the u.s girls i feel like they think that they're way cooler than they actually are where the canadian girls are just like like cool i think the canadian girls grew up in a much different hockey environment than the u.s yeah. girls you know they're national celebrities from age 16 on where yeah. the u.s girls are trying to even get ice you know yeah i just I that's I, probably I part like, of it i just feel like the u.s girls are just like kind of just catty i mean i i have a story that we can talk about offline with all this shit but like when i i don't, I don't know i just thought the canadian girls were like way cooler yeah but yeah back to darn on there's fucking super cool thing to do 
before you leave Edmonton, another thing that entered into my mind when I put that on the document about Nurse was the um, uh, Vander Kane signing. With yep. guys like this in the locker room, I feel like what's how how much of a distraction could Kane gonna would he be? You know what I mean? I mean, a guy like Darnell Norris, I feel would put Kane in his place if it came to that. Yeah, and Kane's been doing everything right. He's got like I think he's got like seven points in ten games. Playing, like playing really well, yeah. He's yeah. playing really well right now. Um, he punched Brandon Lemieux in the face the other night. Did you guys see that? Was that the Falcon punch that people were talking about? What the hell is this Falcon punch? I didn't see a Falcon punch. I it, it really would stand there and just got dropped. Isn't Falcon punch? Isn't that what BXA used to do? That's, That's Superman. Superman punch. Pardon. And and it well, wasn't well, BXA used to do it, but that Brandon Smith now has that in his repertoire. So we call it the Smitty Superman. Dude, yeah, I I don't know. I love I love Darnell Nurse. I thought you brought up a good point with Kane, like. You know he, you're probably gonna have to put him in a, his place, but I think they have good enough guys to do it. Sidebar: Whenever you think Darnell Nurse, you think Donovan McNabb. I've been on an Always Sunny kick. Oh, it's like the Invincible one, and like Donovan McNabb's supposed to show up to to the team tryout, and it's just this <laughs> fat dude, and like a jalopy pulls up. He's like, "And if you eat McDonald's every day too, you can be the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback like me." I think I think we mentioned that last podcast, and Did later on, I think later on in Always Sunny, uh, that guy comes back. It's when Frank wants to marry that prostitute, and she says that she's banging Tiger Woods, and that guy shows up to the door dressed up like Tiger Woods, and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Tiger Woods. <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, that was him at the All Star Game pretending to be Mike Tyson too. Yes, that's when we were talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> great point, great point. Al. Uh, Chicago oh, <laughs> removes Bobby Hall as a team in basketball with the passing of Tony Esposito and seems final team ambassador, which unfortunately comes on the heels of losing two very important members of that family. When it comes to Bobby specifically, we jointly agreed earlier in the season that he will retire from any official team role. Hull has been allegedly problematic for years with his pro Nazi statement and racist views. I think there was also a thing about like, did he like beat somebody? His wife. I'm pretty yeah, when your his daughter's like a woman's victim attorney now, which is probably an indictment, I would assume, based on her him childhood. and him and Brett don't really talk much. Yeah. Which is you know what's crazy though? Is that like the most undercover scumbag you've ever not Easily. known existed? Easily. I had no idea about all of that. It seems like Brownie might have maybe it's our generation. Like Yeah, you guys are younger. I just like I never heard anyone say a bad word about Bobby Hall. And then I was re- I went to his Wikipedia when I saw an article the other day. I was like, whoa. Yeah. 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 So not Chicago, the Chicago you, you shoot at everything, you eventually get one right, right? Oh, you know, yeah, you know, dude, just... Chicago is cleaning house right now. They have to. Fucking yeah. morons. Oh, are you are you a Rocky Words guy? Did you guys talk about that on that oh, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wild. I don't know if any of who can be a Rocky Wirtz guy. I I don't know. I just I not to rehash an old podcast, but I thought it was so funny the way he shut down his son. Just like <laughs> the dynamic of working for your dad, you're probably a millionaire, and your dad's basically telling you to shut the fuck up. The big boys yeah. are talking right now. Why? Yeah. Take your plate into the kitchen, put it in the dishwasher, and wait for me in the living room until I'm done talking business with the other adults. That was the whole vibe of that whole thing. And, and how old is his son? His son's like a grown-ass man, right? He's like 60-something. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got to go to the office on Monday, and like yeah. the secretary's looking at him like... 
Yeah, but at know, the maybe. same time, can you be that surprised? Like, his dad's name's Rocky. Like, all Rockies are like that. <laughs> Let me ask you, though. See, like, when my in my previous corporate life, I would not have been able to keep my mouth shut. Like, if I was in the office, and what's it, Danny, right? And that the son? Like, he, if he walked by and he's like, hey, Brownie, I'm taking off. And I'm like, did your dad sign you out? Like, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> not say it. I would, I would get fired over that just because it would be so funny to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I just yeah. I don't know, man. Like Rocky versus a guy. Is it do they call him Dan or Danny? That's also a Danny. huge, huge Danny. I did he's 44 years old, but they call oh, him Danny, which is a tough one. So he's a little bit younger. It's not as bad as a 60-year-old, but dropped out. Maybe if he I dropped in line, dad would respect him a little bit more. Jenks got yeah. off at the right point, huh? <laughs> yeah. Jenkins jumped at the right time for this whole shit show. I'm glad we're also talking about the whole Danny thing because it's come to my attention. Well, I'm I'm in my 30s now. When do I start going by Jim? I don't know. Jimmy's different than Danny, I think. Or I mean, Jimmy. It's Jimmy, different than Danny, though. Yeah, more. I don't James know, man. Jimmy than Daniels get called Danny. I feel like most Daniels go to Dan, and most James go to Jimmy, not Jim. But you do probably yeah. have to transition. I, I don't know. Saying, I, know though, I know a bunch of Jimmys still. Yeah, but like when I think Jimmy, I think of like the guy yeah. who's hacking a dart and he's like hammered on Twisted T, which honestly kind of par for the course. I was gonna say, yeah. so you're tracking splendid. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm <laughs> think I'm on the I'm on the right road there. When uh, I when I hear the name Jimmy, I think about someone who like breaks kneecaps for a bookie. That's what like an old Jimmy is to me. So I maybe you keep it. I, I know a guy Jimmy actually is different. It goes now. My buddy Jimmy. Yeah, I can see that. All right, there we go. All right, confirmation. <laughs> uh, Brady Kachuk, I saw that <clears throat> he put on the goalie pads at practice. I think he was just fucking around. I know, but like, can you imagine if he got hurt? Yeah, I didn't even think like, of that. the groin fucking around. I just looked at it as that's a that I listen. If there's a team that needs like a lighter mood around the rink, I'm guessing Ottawa's in the top five. I actually watched an Ottawa game. Was it last night? They played Minnesota. And they ended up beating them. Uh, Shabbat came back in the lineup, scored two goals. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I like the Ottawa Senators jerseys. I don't know why. I, I think they're fucking sick, and I like when they wear, like, those black ones too. But always kind of like a Canadian team, and I think they get – I mean, they haven't been good in forever. But they're, like, one of my more – like, I like the Ottawa Senators more than a lot of the Canadian teams. Strong agree. I think part of it, though, is because they're not threatening and they have no annoying fan base online like the rest of Canadian fans. That could be it. But since they redid those jerseys, I agree. They're sick. Like the jerseys, we already know they have one of the greatest owners in the history of sports. Um, if they move that rink to somewhere where they can get more fans, I honestly think it'll turn around for them. You can skate the river, dude. There's truckers I was just hanging say, out. I'd like downtown. to skate the river. I would like to do that. Ottawa, There's truckers everywhere. Ottawa is an unbelievable place. Oh, actually, Ottawa, I feel like people don't think Ottawa is an unbelievable place. I just remember, like, out of every growing up playing hockey, going to Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, big Ottawa guy. I think Ottawa's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ottawa, Ottawa's Ottawa. definitely. I think their jerseys are trash. The logo sucks, though. What? <laughs> They're way better than they were before. Yeah, but that whole senator head thing, I just don't like it. 
I, I think it's kind of like fucking like royal, dude. I, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of into it. And then just one other trucker thing. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they interviewed one of the truckers in Canada and like they're freezing like all their assets and shit. And they interviewed him. And they're like, hey, so like, what are you going to do if they freeze your assets and stuff? And the guy just laughs and he goes, I'm fucking broke anyway. It doesn't matter. And I dude, I lost it. I thought that was so fucking funny, dude. Guys are just out there fighting for freedom, dude. Uh, I don't know who the there was someone. Someone, uh, I think it was some hockey writer, said that the Canadian government needs to have a closed door players only meeting to sort sort their shit out. Thought that was a great <laughs> way to look at it. I, I, you know, is I let discussion for another day. Uh, Jamie Ben was fined five thousand dollars. This was funny. So Mackenzie Entwistle. I uh, got hit into like the little fucking little dasher thing behind the bench. Clearly kind of like, Oh boy, skating back to the bench and Jamie Ben captain of the stars just hits him with a fucking squirt of water gets fine. Five K next, not next Tuesday, the Tuesday after that, I'm going to the Predators stars game. Oh, nice. that'll be kind of fun. Uh, I do. They're in like the 300. So I'm going to move down. If there's any, I got four tickets. I'm going with a couple of friends from work. Guess how much four tickets were for a predator stars game in the 300. 85 bucks. Total, you're looking for a total number. 80, $88. Oh, I was going to say 60, but yeah. 22 bucks a fucking ticket, dude. Can you imagine paying that at either of our gardens, the real one and the fake one? Insane. <laughs> Insane. Here's a, uh, here's a little uh, tickler for you. If anybody like me, NHL 22, uh, if you're a big franchise mode guy, Mackenzie Entwistle, Entwistle, however you say his name, uh, 75 overall, you can get him late. Fancy draft, easy to trade for. Uh, he blossoms. I've 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 had him on my farm team like for four franchise modes that I've run. Every single time he blossoms into like a second liner by the end of my career. So just tossing that one out there for the fans at home. Love that. Uh, all right, we're we're going to Toronto now. Uh, that was so stupid. <laughs> no, that's good, dude. I, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody. Right, bro. Like, I don't know how many people out. Who the out there is like fucking really up, looking for a prospect in NHL 22? No, how, how, right dude, how, how, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Preston and Fink are in their fucking glory because every time they bring up fantasy or video games in the group chat, I give them both shit. So now they're going to be like, oh, you didn't say nothing to Hal. <laughs> hey, well, I'm with you on fantasy. Here's a shocker for you. I haven't set my lineup since the draft this year for the 10th year in a row. <laughs> fantasy hockey's just not for me. <laughs> it's, it's a grind, dude. Um, Going to Toronto. <clears throat> they traded Nick Ritchie. I'm glad to see that that lasted long. And a conditional draft pick to Arizona for Ilya Lebushkin. Oh, Dude, you, you have I the pronunciation right there. I literally put the pronunciation right Labushkin. there. And, still <laughs> it. and Ryan Dezingle. Next day they weighed Dezingle, and he was playing by San Jose. Dezingle came out and he said he thought it was cool because uh, what the fuck, the nerd, what's his name? Dubas told him that that was going to happen so he didn't have to go to Toronto and he'd already kind of be down there. Uh, this reminds me, back in the day when the Rangers traded Matt Zugrello and he only got a second-round pick and Ryan Dezingle got a first-round pick. I couldn't have been any more correct on that, and everybody else is a fucking loser. Called that one. Uh, what do you? Anything on Nick Ritchie? Are you guys surprised? Oh, they Toronto overpaid for him and now shipped him out for – they just keep paying people. <laughs> I uh... – yeah, one, Nick Ritchie, I, I know we're going to get to it. I think he'll be electric in a 3,000-fan arena, though. I'll tell you that much. One, well, that's that's further down the dock. <laughs> two, two, Labushkin, I'm a big Labushkin guy. 
yeah, a, a, third, a third pair, a third pair, no nonsense Russian defenseman. He stay at home, stay at home. Nothing offensively. Kind of gives you an okay first pass. Like analytic fans, a lot of times hate defensive defensemen. His numbers actually kind of play out okay. I think it's exactly what Toronto needs on their back end. I just was looking on Twitter, laid somebody out in the first period. He wasn't um, – Toronto's coach said he wasn't going to play tonight, but Labushkin was so, like, overzealous about being wanting to be in the lineup the first game that he put him in. And it looked like first period he laid somebody out. So I think that's does a that good work? for Toronto. As a guy who's been scratched, like, a lot, does that work <laughs> just walking in and be like, no, I want to play? I don't think nobody, so, bro. Nobody ever told me that was an option. Tell that to Kratzoff. That act nobody ever fucking told me that was an option. It's bullshit, dude. Uh, Austin Matthews, dude. I think we're gonna have polar opposite views of this one. Chasing Sidney Crosby, just doesn't keep his head up. Runs directly into the post, loses a tooth. They asked him about it in an interview, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I just ran into the post." Good question. And everybody thought it was so cool. No, no. He said, I thought it would be a good idea to ram my face off the post. He was super sarcastic, which is super fine. sarcastic. And everybody thought it was really cool. I have an issue with the face of USA hockey being that guy. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I've said that okay. for how long. Thank you. I like, him. Great player. Oh, wait. You want to do hot takes for hockey? Fuck Austin Matthews. That's my hot take. I'm, I, you know, I want to like him so much because he, he is a really good him. hockey player. But as a face of fucking USA hockey, you have a guy showing up with a fucking fanny pack and an earring. I'm just like, this I, I want to go to war. I, I don't like the way he plays. Bro, I, I'm going to stop you right there. I think Austin Matthews' earring is one of the best things that ever happened in this league. <laughs> like, point blank, that earring is gold, dude. He's got the – because he went hoop, bro. MJ, like – like, Doesn't he have a dangly cross, too, I thought? Is, yeah, dude. Like if Vinny Prospel gets that earring, we're on the podcast making fun of him. But like, no, but, uh, I disagree with you. Vinny no, Prospel dude. gets that earring, and I'm like, fucking right, Vinny. Hit the tanning bed. And like, I know it's not for everyone, and it's not my lifestyle. But like, when you're hanging out with like Bieber, bro, like I feel like you get the pass to have a ridiculous earring. Like, so I put my earrings right. back in for next week's podcast. I think the holes are still there. Minor dude. <laughs> I just I just don't I don't know, man. I want the face of USA hockey to be like a fucking hard nose. Like remember when David Backus was like one of the faces? Like that's who I would want. You want to have the ball. face of US hockey? Matthew Kachuk. There you go. Or I'd much rather like have that, him dude. represent the US than fucking Austin Matthews. I just plus Austin Matthews looks like the sister on family guy a little bit. And so there's just there's just something <laughs> about it where I'm like not into it. I just hope Austin Matthews doesn't light up the Olympics in four years, so we have to come back to this conversation. Let's let the guy play in a real Olympic with the red, white, and blue on his chest before we say he's not the leader of USA hockey, right? Like, I grew up here and, like, Mike McDonald this, Mike McDonald that. Like, what do those guys win? Do you get what I'm saying? You're, you're like, not what wrong. What did David win? Yeah. Like, this is the most talented group ever. Like, maybe what USA Hockey was missing was some sick earring. Bro. It was an earring. <laughs> That's all we need. I mean, it could be. I'm, we're going to get fucking shriveled for that, but, well, I am. Good. Fuck um, you. I'm right there with you. If he Maybe if he backchecked more, he'd learn how to do it. And speaking with, like, the whole fuck Toronto thing, and I actually don't really hate Toronto. I love their jerseys, so, like, I can't, like, hate them, hate them. But this made me hate them. They traded future considerations for Carter fucking Hutton. How is this guy still in the league? 
He's in the AHL, dude. Don't get too excited. Yeah. I looked it up too because I got pretty pumped up that there's a possibility he would be their backup, but he's like their third. Yeah, it's, it's a depth. Now. It was a depth move. I still hate it. Um, oh, they wait, went- hold on though. Their AHL is the Marlies, right? So that's a pretty good setup for him still. Yeah, I mean, you're still in Toronto, although I think the flip side of that, if you're a former NHL player and you're playing the little kids rank in like the big times, like a couple miles down the road, wouldn't that hurt a little bit more? Well, compared to what he was playing in before, aren't the Marlies like a 12,000-seat sellout every night? I mean, it's still a good atmosphere. True. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no NHL team will win a Stanley Cup paying Carter Hutton in any way. It's my well, take. You're the one who bet that he was going to have 20 wins that year. That, bro. Yeah. And you were the I was biggest wrong. Carter Hutton fan I ever met. I was, and I was wrong. Outside of his family. I won 18 games in like January and then didn't win a fucking game on. It one was- year, there was one year Carter Hutton had like a 920 save percentage for the Blues. How the hell did that happen? No idea. Also, really quick, let me check the doc really quick, not to sideline this podcast. But how happy um, is this podcast, like myself personally, that it looks like Billy Uso? Huso is basically replacing Jordan Bennington as the number one in uh, St. Louis, it looks like. Seems like he pretty much stole the job. You guys been really? talking about that or no? It didn't. No, no, it's it's on didn't the dock. no yeah. I didn't even see it. Fucking A, right? Like, yeah, I, 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 that. you Thank would you. think this podcast would love Jordan Bennington. I don't know if it's just because I'm no. a Bruins fan. Probably, although I don't hold a big grudge against him. It's just his antics. He's the one guy who just looks like a weasel. <laughs> I just wish that he played like when Hextall played and like did that shit, and Hextall would just go down the ice and just beat the wheels off him. He's the living embodiment of a telephone tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And you know what I thought was funny too is ninety when you listen to Spit and Chicklets, and like you listen to their interviews, like ninety five percent of the time I come away thinking, wow, like I like that player more than I did when I went into that podcast. I did not feel that way listening to Jordan Hill <laughs> stories. There was someone who I hated, and I didn't want to listen to the interview. I'm like, I want to just nourish my hatred and not not relent it, but I forget who it was. I heard they're going to have Leo Komarov coming on. I might skip that week. <sighs> I can't stand him. I know. You want a fucking gold. All right. Uh, and one other story, Toronto. T's and P's. Uh, Rodion Armirov, diagnosed with a brain tumor, young kid, draft pick for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I that's hope he gets better. I hope everything. Dude, that's brutal. So um, thank you to you, bud. Now we're going to your Boston Bruins. Uh, well, no, this Marshan isn't the Bruins. Just the, just some stuff outside of the Bruins talk. <coughs> Marshan's six-game suspension was upheld. What triggered him to punch Yari at the end of the game? Yari chirped, how about that fucking save? I thought this was kind of funny because Panarin threw a glove at him earlier this year, and Marshan said, how, how soft is this, is this league if that's what makes you do that? And then you have little Brad Marshan freaking out about how about that fucking save. I so. put it right in the dock. That was fucking 10-ply. That was soft as shit. Especially yeah. for someone who said it was a soft league and who runs his mouth constantly, you got to be able to take it. Listen, I know there's a couple of guys that I used to play with that I'm not going to say their names, but I had two different on this one team. I had two different captains come to me and be like, "Hey, you got to go easy on this player on a guy a beer league team because he's super sensitive and he can't take it." I go, well, "Then he needs to shut his fucking mouth in the in the parking lot." Brownie, that's the difference between your teams and my teams. We used to have this guy on our team named DeSimone, and I would literally bench him, like (laughs) regularly, just to get the boys going. He did nothing wrong, but I'd be like, DeSimone, you're fucking sitting this period, and he'd sit there that period. But you want to know what? He came out as a Navy Molson champion. Why why did you bench him? Just because. Hey, I 
I feel like it's a little too much slander. Like, you can throw a jab after that, dude. It was a jab. It was a jab. Well, no, again, I, I don't have any problem with what he did. I have problem with him going to the to Batman and saying, "This is why I lost my temper." But he was under he was under deposition. I'm pretty sure. Like he he was on right. record, and they asked him like, "What but he said." But him. that was his excuse. I don't think it's an excuse. I think it was. I don't know. I don't think that was. He was just like retelling the incident. I think so. I don't think that's what happened at all. No, they asked Tritch and Yari what he said. Is that not what happened? No, Brad Marshawn said that. That was was Marshawn. Okay. Okay. Because they asked him if he said anything and he said it. I I get your perspective too, Brownie. I just feel like, I don't know. You guys probably talk about it. Well, no, if it's factual and that's just the, it's out of context then, because that was from like the court reporter, which is a public record. So some reporter may have dug that up, but the way it was presented in the article, excuse me, the way it was presented in the article was that. They asked, like, Marshawn, what set him off? And he goes, well, he made the save, and he went, how about that fucking save? And he goes, and then it, it alluded to the fact that that made Marshawn snap. There may yeah, have been more to it. But that's Brad Marshawn. He's a psycho. That's but why Brad Marshawn is what he is. is verbal. You can say one word to him, and he loses his temper. Like, yeah. he's a little ball hate. Like, that's what it's all about. <laughs> there we go. Uh Boston also traded a seven-round pick to Arizona for Michael Callahan, who they picked in the fifth round in 2018. He's currently playing his senior year at PC and third year. Okay, and third year as captain. So nice to get him back, huh? How dumb is Arizona? Like this is just (laughs) – it's almost like it's intentional. They draft a kid in the fifth round. They hold his rights for, what, how many years? Four years? Right, they hold his rights for four years, and then they trade him for a seventh round pick. But do you think too? Maybe so. I think flip side might be that Arizona realized that this kid's probably not going to sign with them, so we might as well get something. Like if you're a four year college hockey player, you're probably saying fucking peace out to uh, Providence. Sidebar too: If Don Sweeney trades for one more guy from Massachusetts, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> they only have scouts. They, they only love the scout at the fucking complex the in Marlboro. Like, what the fuck? Do we not have scouts in Western Canada? Why are you guys? Why have, you guys have a hundred scouts. They just go to the Beanpot tournament. <laughs> Bro, they only, the only, only have hockey East passes. The only team that's won recently with more Americans than Canadians on their roster was the Penguins, and they were carried by Canadians and Russians. Like the Americans were all the role players. Like. Can we just? I just want to expand it. It's 2022. That's the beauty of the NHL now. It's not 1907 where where Toronto had to go to like the steel mills in Mississauga and find their fucking talent on the ponds in the factories. Like it's 2022. Can we spread it out? Hal, I agree with you. And as somebody whose scouting's been like that with the Rangers, the Rangers have recently started doing like more Canadian type leagues. They got Braden Schneider and they just drafted Brendan Othman, who's lighting it up for uh, I think the Flint Firebirds. So it's, it is nice to get some good Canadian blood in the locker room, dude. How many ta- how many kids from Harvard and BC and BU can you sign like the Rangers did before you realize maybe this isn't it? That's all. Right. Yeah, I mean, he maybe could be a good Ryan pick. Donato, pick up, just Wait, who did Donato fight the other night? You guys remember that? He fought somebody the other night and didn't do that bad. He, he Ryan definitely Donato fought somebody? Yeah, he fought somebody the other night. And he didn't do that awful. I was surprised. No idea. I forget. That surprises me too. Blake Coleman getting out of the bench, maybe. Yeah, Blake Coleman. That's surprising. Really? (laughs) And he he didn't do that bad. 
It was right off the draw. Like they were like slashing each other and then they just fucking went. I was like, that was, and that was so much cooler than anything Jimmy Vesey's ever done. It was just, I compare Jimmy Vesey and Ryan Donato a lot. Jimmy uh, Vesey can speak seven languages. <laughs> Jimmy Vesey got cucked on that fucking all access Toronto Maple Leaf thing. <laughs> Arizona. Uh, after acquiring Richie from Toronto, they now have eight players under contract for 2023. Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Andrew Ladd, Jacob Chitrin, Shane Gossespierre, and Giannis Moser, an uh, ELC, and Vladislav Kolchanyuk, another ELC. They're playing in a 3,000-seat arena on a college campus with eight guys. That's National League. Uh, fuck. Oh, did you guys see? I saw this on TikTok the other day, and I missed it. Sean Avery, he does like those live stories where he's like watching games. And he was watching a Coyotes game, and he fucking ripped apart Clayton Keller. He's like, Clayton Keller is a piece of shit player. <laughs> like, had, like the fucking thing on him on the power play. I thought that was hilarious. But oh, please tell him to do the Bruins and watch the brush. I almost, I almost texted you guys because <coughs> Sean Avery's with the. Uh, we're gonna kind of get into. That. I'll get into it's that. From the end of the doc, yeah, yeah, I'll get into. You, that. What are your guys' thoughts on the rink? Did you guys already talk about that too? It reminds what? me of Broom. It reminds me of Broom Community College. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice bowl, nice bowl seats. I I think I might have written some something in there. I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, I saw a tweet right before we came on. Rumblings are that any team can acquire Phil Kessel from the Coyotes for just mid round pick, and Arizona will also retain fifty percent of salary. So if all you have to give up is a, a third, fourth round pick, and they're going to keep half the salary. Wouldn't you do it? Was that reliable? Where'd you see that? I don't know. Uh, uh, AZ Coyote. I saw a couple people 69. tweeting. Okay. I think there was a couple people tweeting it. So I think I think the consensus is that Phil Kessel might not have that high of value. I feel like that's someone for a lot of playoff teams. I feel like that's short-sighted. What, to trade it's, him for that little? No, no, no. I feel – well, yeah. But I feel like that's short-sighted to – sleep on him because all phil kessel does show up score goals that's all he does yeah, yeah. We, i would take it listen you want I, i'd rather see phil uh, we'll get into this with the bruins talk but i'd rather see phil kessel skating with bergeron and marshawn than fucking whoever they're putting there for the next game bruins wild and penguins have all been linked to phil kessel there we go. i think he i think the wild would be a really cool fit Oh, he probably he was from, from, yeah, right, yeah. and then too, like, can you imagine him and Kaprizov on the power play? Like, uh, I don't know. I think that would be an electric. Fit. I feel like Billy Garen would love. I that think Billy Garen was. They overlapped in Pittsburgh too, so there's probably some familiarity with them. Uh, they might have. Uh, do you think Billy Garen was on the Bruins when Kessel was there? No, he probably left. I know Billy Garen played with Bergeron, but he was probably gone. Yeah, he might have been gone. Uh, they have to know yeah. each other. I don't know. I'm sure they know each other. That's what I'm at. Yeah. They've heard of each other for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Going go to Montreal, the Canadians have hired Nick Bobrov, which I brought up last week. Uh, and they, they added Vinny LeCavier to the hockey office department. So it seems like everybody's just doing this thing where you have like your legion of players and then you just keep hiring people that are like that. Montreal's a little different, but they're just doing it in a French Canadian way. Well, it's like a coaching tree in the NFL, just, just more condensed in, in house. Yeah. Uh, Vinny LeCavier, man. I like <clears> – <throat> I was never that familiar with him as a player just because of Rangers, Rangers, Rangers for me. But, like, watching his highlights, man, hell of a fucking player. I like this for them. Marty St. Louis got his first win. I don't know if that's on here or not. No. I don't uh, but, yeah, I thought that was cool. Andrew Hammond, who hadn't played an NHL game in 1,400 days, 
won his first game back, made 30 saves on en route to a 3-2 win against New York Islanders. I think the Canadians should have to forfeit that win because any goalie in the NHL that doesn't have matching equipment with the jerseys that they're wearing is a fucking joke, dude. He had green green pads on. Yeah, it is is it was Minnesota stuff, right? Oh, that was awful with the red, white, and blue. That, I thought, hey, listen, it's a great story. Good for him for sticking with it. I'm not Man. a hamburger guy. Nine, 938 save percentage in two games. <laughs> I I believe in the Hamburglar. I don't know. I guess I'm a hamburger. Great story. Either not out of how you slice it. And in 27 games tonight, the Canadians are the betting favorites for the first time. So, shout out to Marty St. Louis. Louis bounce right there. Uh, Jack Eichel, in three games played, he has a goal, two assists, uh, three points, four penalty minutes, averaging over 17 minutes. His goal was fucking sick. Not like the actual execution of it, but he had the puck for like 30 seconds before that all happened. Uh, he's going to be great. I've only seen highlights. Did, have you watched a game? Have either of you watched a game? I watched a little playing? bit. I watched Does a he little look fluid. Like he looks like he has the same stride and everything. You get a chance. Watch that goal that he scored. They'll, they'll show like, like the 30 seconds beforehand. And it's him just skating the puck. It, 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 he looks really fucking good. I hate Vegas so much. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you left off, left, let off on Vegas, that you were okay with them now. Yeah, and then this happened. <laughs> <laughs> but like they were all unfolded. You, you shouldn't hold Vegas responsible for this. You should hold Buffalo responsible for this. I don't hold Bu- – no, well, so the trade for Eichel, I was, what, I was kind of indifferent about. It's like the cap circumvention pisses me off. Even if my team did it, I would love it, but – it's always it's just think I think it's so funny that like Tampa complained about it, they did it, and then Vegas was the team complaining about it and they did it. It's like to me, I feel like there needs to be a doctor at fucking Mark Stone's house every day because I think <laughs> Vegas is a bunch of little fucking weasels and it's bullshit. We said last week, I said to Ken, I go, it's the exact same thing that Tampa Bay is doing, and I don't care. It doesn't bother me in the slightest that Vegas is doing it because I like Ico, I like Stone, and I just hate Tampa Bay so much. When do they put an end to that? I they vote it down. The whole league votes it down. The that, last time it came up, the only team that voted to get rid of it was Tampa Bay. I just think they need to have stricter rules, like on like prove your injury. Like I like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I still don't really even understand what the fuck is wrong with Mark Stone. That's all. He's like back, they said, yeah, if they can document it better, like. Well, back back injury is hard to do, right? Because aren't isn't that like one of the things where if you like you get hurt, workers comp, you just complain it's a back injury. Allegedly, allegedly. That's why all the union guys at uh, the track told me to uh, to make sure I'm bending my knees more, (laughs) so I don't end up on the workers comp. Uh, This is why Brownie fills out the doc because palindrome news never would have even thought of that. Dude, these are the coolest. We talk about this stuff that only happens in sports. The first one is the NHL finally did something right with their socials, but the second one's crazy. We'll take it away, dude. All right. Well, a palindrome, right? So the so for people that weren't aware, a palindrome is the same forward and backwards. Like Madam, I'm Adam spells the same forward and back. Right? What what's the thing where there's a ball hanging out and you hit it and it goes? You mean like the desk thing? Yeah. What's what's that called? Not a palindrome. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wait. Oh, Jack Edwards refers to those things all the time. He calls it like the executive. Every time there's a big hit and the guys go flying, he refers to that thing, the executive 
Well, we have our first Mia couple for next week. I have no isn't idea. That a, isn't that like a? I thought it was a palindrome, dude. It's a something drum. No, I well maybe, but it's definitely not a palindrome. I'm gonna Google it. All right, go ahead. New so, Creighton Cradle Balance Balls. What is it? That ain't it. That ain't it. That's enrolled right on the ballot balls. So, anyways, for those that weren't aware, on February twenty second, twenty thousand two thousand twenty two, it was two twenty two twenty two. So it's a palindrome. And the NHL. Pendulum. Two, pendulum. Oh, pendulum. There you go. Yep. Newton's cradle, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> at, at, at 2.22, the NHL tweeted out uh, on 2.22.22, they tweeted out a picture of Jordan Tutu, which is pretty good. And you were like, all right, yeah. the NHL, that was pretty funny. But then, like we talked about repeatedly over the last few weeks, whatever, about things that only happen in sports. So for Minnesota, Kevin Fiala, who wears number 22, on February 22nd, he recorded his second point of the game on the 22nd shot of the game, which happened in the second period, which he was a plus two in the period. He ended the game with 22 shifts and 22 minutes total time on ice. It's fucking insane. I mean, they lost the game. but What are the fucking chances? It's like a like you like to what would that pay off like a billion to one like something like that. I bet you have a better shot of winning the lottery than that ever happening again. Oh, for sure, for sure. Crazy. Fucking yeah, that's just one of those things that oh, like we talked about, only happens in sports. Stuff like that's nuts. Only in sports. Uh, I'm glad you wrote all this down because once U.S. was eliminated, I just stopped paying attention. Yeah, I know you did. But uh, Olympic news: first time since 2006, neither Canada or USA medaled in the men's. The Finns won Olympic uh, hockey. Uh, they've been quite on the run. 2014 World Junior Gold, 2015 U18 Silver, 2016 U18 Gold, World Junior Gold, World Champ Silver, 2017 U18 Silver, 2018 U18 Gold, 2019 World Junior Gold, World Champ Gold, 2021 World Junior Bronze, World Champ Silver, and in 2022 Olympic Gold. And I always kind of like it because they always kind of come out with that stat where it's like, there's this many people in Finland and this many people watch the game. I don't have that up here, but I'm sure that that was asinine. Probably mm. like 98% of Finland watched that Considering game. like the Olympics did horrible here viewing wise. Yeah. Well, uh, Can- Can- wow, Canada. Canada. Yeah, well, whoa, really quick. First off, do you, I don't know if you, did you guys talk Olympics at all? Sorry. Uh, not really. What mm. was up with the Olympics this year? It was on like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. It felt like. Well, that's uh, it was in China. They were like skiing through nuclear power plants and shit. It was wild, dude. Yeah. Like, there needs to be like natural snow, you know? Yeah, I think they went with the whole thing that everyone's everyone's competing on the same surface kind of thing. So, like, if it's <laughs> shitty ice, everybody's got shitty ice, or if it's fake snow, everybody's got fake snow. I think that was the mindset going in. Fucking wild. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why. I but no one, everyone was afraid to say anything because then you were going to all of a sudden test positive and you're going to be disappeared for three weeks in Beijing. I think uh, Jamaica only had one sport and it was bobsled. Saw that. I saw that. That was pretty fucking cool. Wait, when they said Denmark, Denmark was the first time, was that was that Denmark was the first time in hockey? Oh, all time? I don't know. Yeah, I Did, don't know either. Lars Eller, are there any other Danes? Nikolai Ehlers. Okay. Epson Knutson, the guy who killed the guy by accident, or a girl with a slap shot in the stands when he was on the Blue Jackets. Oh, wow. He's a long time ago. That's what got the netting up, right? Yeah, that scared yeah. the shit out of me, dude. I swear to God, the first time 
that was like oh one maybe or like late 90s i remember the first time as a kid i went to like a probably like an ahl game after that like pucks in the stands like no thanks oh, I, well, I was at the game the other day we were at an angle where we we were like we need to pay attention yeah, it was a yeah, weird, yeah, you yeah. know those spots in a rank, yeah. or even dude, like I, I get the yips like sitting in an outfield during like bat, like batting practice at an MLB game. Shit scares me, bro. Oh boy, I can't track a fly ball, <laughs> especially coming off a big league bat, bro. Come on, I know you think you just be snagging them, but for me back there, it's fucking nerve wracking. Oh wait, 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 before we go any further, we had that conversation in the uh, group chat, which I don't know if how, if I don't know if you saw it, so. You get your four loser sports fans, right? Okay. And I'm going to give them to you in no order. You tell me which is the worst. Right. You have the guy who brings uh, – these are all adults, right? Because okay. 12 and under, you get the pass. You have the guy who brings a mitt to a ball a baseball game. I think the only way that that's okay is if you have a kid with you. All right. Well, let me – That's just different. That doesn't count for the situation. All right, so this is – all right, let's all assume this is a 25-year-old guy at the game with his buddy. Okay. Okay? Guy who brings a mitt to the ball game. (laughs) Guy who wears eye black and receiver gloves at an NFL game. Can you also throw in face paint guy at an NFL game? Or is that a different guy? That's That's a whole different guy, I think. That's cool. Face paint guy's cool. Well, face paint guy, I feel he has season tickets to all four. Detroit Don. Detroit Don's fucking cool, dude. All right. My Twitter um, avatar, I'm pretty sure, is a Bruins so fan. So the guy for the uh, guy for the NHL is the guy who wears the uh, his own name on the jersey, or he has like it's uh, Bruins uh, Rangers, and he's walking around in an Islanders jersey just to or, show everybody that he's got a hockey jersey. Can I also just toss in there like uh, who was that Rangers fan? Zendaya, the guy who wore wore a Rangers oh, jersey with his that's girlfriend's just, name on the back. That's that was like even worse than that together. That Rangers. was well. Jenkins had a pretty valid argument on that one, but um, and then the and then basketball is the guy who wears like the headband and wristbands. I have a I have two quick questions: the football one and the basketball one. Do those things actually happen? Hmm. People wear receivers gloves to fucking football games. Arizona Cardinals fans are notorious for it, apparently. Cortez, look up Arizona Cardinals Cortez. Look at that guy. Shut he wears a helmet to the games. Uh, and that's why wear hands fucking words. I have no idea. I've never been to a basketball game since Larry Bird retired, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take my stab at this. I was I kind of naturally lean personalized jerseys. I'm not going to go against Jenkins, though, since I haven't been active in anything for a while. Yeah, Cortez is cool, bro. Yeah, Cortez is kind of cool, but I'm glad you found him. No, uh, Jenkins, his only argument with that, because I said the same thing about that Tom Holland, and he was like, you're just mad because his girl's an 11. And I was like, fair point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. But, but hey, I mean, listen, let's take Zend... Uh, how do you say her name? Zendaya... Take her name out of it. Like if if you're wearing like a disco shirt to the Capitals game, like come on. Yeah, it's a tough one. I I honestly I think I'm gonna go baseball mitt. That's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves. Cause I think in my mind, if you're at a baseball game and you get a chance for a pop fly and you're a male or female over the age of 25, you're either using bare hand or a beer. Like, you got one of two options. Like, beer goes viral. It's a great clip. You chug the beer. You get the ball. Hand, you just look like a boss. And if you catch it with a glove, it's kind of like, what's that guy's deal? You know who wears a glove to the Red Sox games whenever they're in the playoffs? Oh, no. Ben Affleck? Oh, probably. Who knows? 
Ah, uh, Doug Flutie. <laughs> He's always on the first base line with his glove. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a Doug Flutie guy, so I know it hurts. You Flutie gotta play. have a head on a fucking swivel if you're on the line, though. Yeah, but dude, fucking, there's a there's a fucking uh, net right there, and fucking Stephen yeah. King's 95 years old, and he sits on like first baseline. <laughs> so, is that net thing new? It only goes out to the other the side dugout. of the dugout, right? Yeah. The other end of the dugout. It goes from the dugout all the way around. They just yeah. extended it a little bit. Okay. Somehow we got into that. Uh, Sorry. Okay, so yeah. Canada won their first women's hockey gold. Uh, Marie, first their first women, not their first. Yeah, I was oh, like, sorry, there is no way that's true. <laughs> I just want to hear from Mia Culpa again, dude. Uh, they won gold in women's Olympic hockey. Marie, Philip, Poulin, 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 I can't clean. say it right. Uh, clean, two, right. I think it's clean. Two goals and an assist in the gold medal game becomes the first hockey player ever to score to score in four gold medal games. Came out that she was offered a contract in the ECHL. I would pay big money to watch her play in an ECHL game. I think that would and be entertaining. Dangle all those guys. She's also I don't think that would happen. Well, she would get hit. But they're also um they're also talking about her for Montreal front office position. So I saw that too, which is interesting, right? And it kind of fits them getting all these French hockey legends in there. But what I did think was cool, and I think it kind of speaks to what Ked was saying earlier about the Canadian girls being cooler than the American girls. Basically, my under I was list, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they're basically saying that they told that Montreal basically offered it to her and that she wants to go back to another Olympic. Yeah, she wants to play. She wants one more shot at fucking gold again. And Good but for her, it's though. basically like a Montreal's leaving it on the table for when she's ready. But like shout out to that shit. Like that girl just wants to win gold. She got she's a take like gold, most retire on top, and she's like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to five Olympics. She's cool, dude. So yeah, shout she's out. Too. She's cool. I saw this one clip. It was back when Canada beat USA a long time ago. It's that Canadian women's hockey legend. No idea what her name is, but if you just know that, you know who I'm talking about. She was interviewed after one of the game with Don Cherry, and uh, she just started screaming the mic. She's like, you know, USA put our jersey on the ground in their locker room before the game. Now all I want to say is, do you want me to sign it? And I was like, that's kind of fucking sick. That's great. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But uh, – Sarah Nurse sets a record for points in a single Olympic tourney, five goals, 13 assists for 18 points. She's also the first black woman uh, to win Olympic gold medal in hockey, and they sent the Olympic record for most, most goals in the tourney with 57. They were wagon. U.S., they hung in there, but they just weren't going to get it done. Alex Carpenter uh, hit the post. She looked, she looked good. Yeah. Why? How in the world did they not start the girl that won the last one? The goalie? Yeah. Didn't she tear her MCL and played the whole tournament with a with a torn MCL? Didn't we have this conversation with Tuka Rask last year? Like, wouldn't you still put him in? He had a torn lab, labrum. That's a little different. I don't know. And they I've did heard. put him in, and, and it didn't work out. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, do you guys have anything else for that? No. No. All right, my boy. One of my – probably my first, like, big – I'm your biggest fan players in the National Hockey League, Sean Avery. 41 years old. Uh, friend, of, with, friend of friend of TMS. Yes, he is. Signed with the ECHL Orlando Solar Bears. In response to the signing, Matthew Barnaby tweeted that he will sign with anyone in the same division so they can and they can play him as much as Torts did. This is why I wanted to ask you guys. Do you guys remember when I did that cameo with Sean Avery about Tom Wilson? Yeah. Should I do a cameo with Sean Avery being like, hey, this is your chance to call out Marth- Matthew Barnaby? Or do you do a cameo with Matthew Barnaby? 
I, I think Sean Avery moves the needle more than Matthew Barnaby. All right. Well, if you get Sean Avery, can you we then go to Barnaby for a response? I mean, we could. We definitely could. It's seventy nine dollars. Do you think it'd be worth it? Hell yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. What team is he playing for? The Orlando, Orlando Solar Bears. Bears, and I guess that they have like one of the best rinks in the whole East Coast. Yeah, the, the Chicklets guys were just there for a big thing. Yeah, you remember that video earlier in the year that the center ice standoff in the ECHL? They were like spearing each other in warmups. Yeah. What the fuck was that guy's name? Uh, played for Jacksonville. Was it How? Yes. Travis Howe. I hope Travis yeah. Howe sends him a high hard one in one of these games, dude. Like, like I know you're a Sean Avery boy, and like I find him funny too. You like Sean Avery, think, dude. I do, but I also think there would be something so funny about like Sean Avery, 41 years old, just getting dummied in his first game in the coast. Come Who on. Guy, do you remember when Chris Chelios won't happen? Played? Do you remember when Chelios played in uh do you? He was playing in the United League, UHL. And guys were like, how's about that tan? Why don't you give the young guys the chance? There's going to be guys that are going at Avery the same way, I'd imagine. Oh, my God. I was 22 years old playing in the East Coast League, like living in a Ramada Inn, and Sean Avery was on the other team. I might risk it all. You're telling me that Sean Avery can fucking bury Milan Lucic from behind and nothing happens to him, and now years later somebody in the East Coast is going to do something? How many kids are in the coast right now and their buddies from home are texting them like, you gotta do something. You gotta say something like hundred percent. You have to dude. And like, I know there's like an honor code and stuff usually with these guys, but like, I just don't see it with Avery. Avery doesn't have an honor code. When I was 22 years old playing summer league lacrosse, if I saw someone that old, I would go at him all game. I told a guy once I was going to hit him so hard his kid was going to grow up cross-eyed. And his kid was sitting right there. Do you feel bad about that now? I feel like me and Ked talked about that when you look back at, like, your recreational sport days. Like, post-college, when you're young, first playing against old guys, and you had way too much energy and, like, dickness in you? Or do you you miss it? I I don't feel bad about what I did because it gets done to me now. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't feel bad. Uh, I mean, some of it, I'm like, oh my God, I should have fucking stretched. You know, that's <laughs> probably, but I don't feel bad about it. I think it's funny looking back at it. It's cool. I mean, it's a cycle, you know, everybody gets to be the young guy. Everybody gets to be the old guy. Yeah. In the end, I guess you're just kind of paying for it, you know, Yeah, pay it yeah. forward. Cycle the, cycle the puck boys. Trickle right, down. Time, time to dump and change. We're going to different sports. Brownie or, and, and pop culture, whatever it is. Take it away. So the first one, Stefan Diggs, legit wide receiver for Buffalo. Uh, big fan of his game. He allegedly, I mean, I think it's not allegedly, but he had two different women at the same hotel for Valentine's Day, different rooms, obviously. Um, you like that one? And he can, apparently he can beat double coverage because he was bouncing back and forth between the two rooms. And the only way the girls find out is they saw each other's Instagram, which means they must follow each other, right? I don't know how that works. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going mean, to say one thing so I don't sell a lot of legend. Yeah. I mean, good good on him. I mean, I, I think legend. from what I understand, neither girl was very upset about it because neither one of them was in like a committed thing with him. So 
Good on him. Dude on The Bachelor dates like 16 girls and he's America's heartthrob. Stefan Diggs has a couple girls at the Marriott on Valentine's Day and he's a bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are pro. Do you think they were, if they were, like, if it, was a, if it was a wife and a girlfriend, probably a different conversation. Right, right, but if right. it's just two females. Consenting adults. Couple right. females here and there, you know, a couple hours. I wonder what point they found out too. You know what I mean? And was the other thing, was he pulling like the oh, I got to go to my car real quick maneuver for like an hour? Like, what's the yeah. plan there? How are you getting in now? I have that. I don't know. Was someone, I was talking about it today with someone, and they were like, do you think it was like he would try to keep the same pace in both rooms? Like, he gets them a little champagne and a little foreplay, and then he says, I got to go check something. The same playbook? And same in the other. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't How know. far were the rooms apart? Right, right. right. Different floors, connecting rooms. Diagonal across the hall. I think maybe you, maybe you tell him you have diarrhea and you gotta go down the lobby shitter out of respect for the room. Been there. <laughs> either side of the ice machine, so neither one can hear it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So uh, Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson saying the quiet part loudly. Supposedly, this fucking donkey. This you know what? I would like to go a week without a rich older white guy stepping on his fucking dick in America. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Uh, so he said he was talking off the record to a fucking reporter, like smarten up. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Something's oh, going on God. here. Here we go. Technical. technical. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, so anyways, he said that, uh, so the Saudi, they want to do this, this other, uh, hockey, uh, hockey league, this other golf league based in Saudi Arabia to kind of put pressure on the PGA to get purses up and everything. And he flat out said that Saudis can be scary for some of their things, but he was looking past their human rights violations in order to gain leverage against the PGA. Tough look for the, what do they call him, lefty, right? Yeah, Isn't that yeah, the guy? Yeah. And then Rory McIlroy came in hot and said, I don't want to kick someone there down, but I thought Mickelson's comments were naive, selfish, egotistical, and ignorant. Tell us how you really feel, Rory. It was weird, man. Like he, he like said that they were scary. And then he said, Hey, listen, I know that they do this, 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 and this, but I still think that I'm doing this for golf, essentially, yeah. which but is it was also like ridiculous money. Like he was going to get $7 million. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something. Uh, I, I think that he thought because he was lefty that like, Oh, I'm lefty. Nothing's going to happen to me. And like, he was wrong. Yeah, agreed. Oh, how was that your computer that had the warning on it? Yeah, I was. I'm about. It was about to die. This is me on. It. This is how good I am. Technical, technical <laughs> stuff. I thought that was me. I was checking the plug. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great. Uh, all right. So Tom Brady, he is going to produce and star in a football themed road trip comedy for Paramount Pictures called "80 for Brady," inspired by a true story of a group of friends that go to the uh, 2017 Super Bowl when the Patriots came back against the, the Atlanta Falcons. The The cast is Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field, along with Brady. That's a pretty powerhouse lineup for an older generation of women actors. Um, so I could care less about this. The only thing I have to say about Tom Brady is during this game, I don't know if Hal's going to admit that this happened or not, but when the Patriots were getting beat, him and I were texting back and forth. And I remember texting him specifically, yeah, but you guys have Brady. And then they came and won. It's the only thing I remember about that. 
Yeah, I don't really know if you willed that to a victory. I don't know how you just spin zone that into yourself. I got to be honest with you, though. Tom, I'm a Tom Brady fan. I watched, like, the documentary on ESPN. Oh, the, oh, the two of you. You say it the same way as him. Good Lord. What? Documentary, what? dude. What's he say? Doc, documentary, some weird fucking shit. Documentary. Yeah, all right, bro. Go back, to, go back to Britain, bro. Are you elite? <laughs> but at least, at least how documentary? just... At least Hal just says it and keeps it moving. You're like, documentary, and then a pause and a stare into the camera. At yeah, me. like you know, dude, it's my, it's my blue, it's my blue steel. But <laughs> it, this just feels like fever pitch to me all over again. Like, <laughs> uh, it's cool, good. cool concept. Probably a corny movie. Who was in Probably. fever pitch? Was Jimmy Fallon in fever pitch? Yeah, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Jimmy Fallon was at Brooklyn Bowl the other night uh, with uh, Big Red and Big Red's wife. Um, and he did like a live band, like he sings, like he went on with a live band. And then my buddy saw him at the, at a little lunch spot, literally directly across the street from my office. Saugerties, New York. Isn't the, me, isn't me and Jimmy Fallon go way back. I sent you that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the Jimmy Fallon rumor? He loves the party. Yeah, oh, really when I saw him, he was waffled. I don't think it's a rumor. I think no, it's, 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 it's fact. I can, yeah. I firsthand knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one on dump and change is the U.S. women, U.S. soccer and U.S. women's national team agrees to settle the equal pay lawsuit that they've had pending for years. Um, the payers are to receive $22 million in compensation. This agreement is contingent on the negotiation of a new collective bargaining agreement. And as I said, finally, the good soccer team will get paid. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I didn't... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't follow any of that. Okay, you got anything? I uh, I I could. This is right with Tom Brady. I'm not a big soccer guy, but uh, go off Queens. I don't. Well, here's the other thing. Did, didn't they the like the money? The money that two is ridiculous. The men's get. I want to say it's like 15 times the pay of the women. It's horrible the disparity between them and the. The setups, the whole deal, and the women are supremely better than the men. Yeah, men's USA soccer sucks. Yeah, yeah. how is that a thing? Who is the, how is, who is how the is one guy that he's on soccer? Landon Donovan. Because have you ever met a soccer player from the United States? Yeah. Who wants to, who wants to go fucking hang out with those guys? <laughs> yeah. What do they call? Like I think USA Star is Christian Pulsic now or something like that. No idea. Shout out Landon Donovan was cool. Was he though? For a minute, I guess. I don't know. I want to hang He's out. He's the redheaded him, guy. <laughs> Alexi. Lowers? Oh no, dude. The guy. Oh, you know who was cool. I thought he was good. <laughs> though, about, right? You're talking about Alexi Lawless, dude. You know <laughs> yes. who was cool? Was his name Kobe Jones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dreads. Kobe Jones. Cool. He played for the Galaxy. He did have dreads. Yo, uh, who was the guy who was a kicker for the Jets too? Was a soccer player. Didn't test Verde. Just kidding, no. dude. <laughs> Chad Pennington. I don't fucking know. Chad Pennington. All right. Well, that's what we got for dump and change. Now, guys, the moment you've been waiting for. Rangers talk. Uh, the boys came back from their long-awaited break. They just keep winning games by one goal. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the other night. Igor Shesterkin missed a goal by about like an inch. Oh, I, I think it's going to end up happening. It would have been an all-time Sam Rosen call because Sam Rosen was fucking freaking out, and then he realized that he missed. Um, what do the Rangers do at the deadline? Here's some names that Rangers have been rumored to kind of are in the, in the process, kind of whatever. 
JT Miller, Hannes Limholm, uh, Ricard Raquel. I don't know. I talked to Hal about this. Uh, Andrew Kopp, Larry Brooks put out something that they should get a guy like um, Cal Clutterbuck. That'll never happen. Breaking news. This not a go. Strict. Hearing the Predators are actively shopping superstar Philip Forsberg. He would look pretty good in red, white, and blue. He'd also look really good in, in black and gold. Uh, as long as Bertrand finally punches him back in the face as soon as he walks in the locker room. So what I'm thinking with the Rangers, for the first time in forever, I'm completely okay with their top six defensemen. If you could add like another like kind of a stay-at-home veteran type guy, if you have to put him in if somebody gets hurt, I'd be cool with that. When I look at their lines, they're going to end up having Panarin, Strom, and Capo. They're going to have Lafreniere, Kreider, and Zibanejad. Wait, is Capo there? Not yet. I'm just talking like when everything's all said and done. And then from there, the bottom six is where everything's kind of going not great right now. Right now, it's Filipino, Julian Gauthier, and Dryden Hunt in the third line, and then Reeves, Rooney, and McKegg. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup with Greg McKegg in the lineup. Uh, I don't know what they do. What do you guys think the Rangers should do? Because a lot of people are wanting JT Miller. JT Miller's a third liner. Like, do you want your third line to bang? In my opinion, I would love to bring in somebody like Cal Clutterbuck. It'll never happen. Larry Brooks got torn apart for that article, but I think the the Rangers' biggest issue right now <clears throat> is they don't have a third line with any sort of identity. And if you could somehow make it where your fourth line's Reeves, Rooney, and Dryden Hunt, that leaves your third line with Barkley, Gaudreau, and then two available positions. They can deal Hedl, Kratzov, like they can. They have the the assets to go get it. So one, what do you guys do if you're the Rangers? And two. Do you blow your load right now or do you wait until next year when, when something, and then you have the Strom contract implications. So my brain's kind of in a pretzel. I, and this just, I mean, this shows how big of a loss Sammy Blay is too, because if you have Sammy Blay on a third line with Barkley Gaudreau and then all you need is a center that that's way easier than what's currently going on right now. So I know you guys aren't Rangers fans, but like, what would, like, what would you guys do? Cause I think they're very close. They have the better close. They have the they're, best goalie in the fucking league. They they'll go as far as Igor Shosturkin takes them. But I think that they if I was if I was a Rangers fan, I would want them to go all in this year. They're so yeah, close. Is that they're so, so selfish good. though. Like, are they no. really? I think they're they not really good. That close though. Like, if if they fix the third line, are they still pound for pound going to beat Colorado in seven games? Yeah, but you got to get out of the Eastern Conference first. You can't. You know what I mean? You got to you got to plan that. You got to win your end. I know. No. I'm just, I'm, I just picked a, a really good team. I, I said well, Colorado, the Blues like, just beat Colorado five to one. So, you know. I don't know. How sitting back? How what, what the fuck? You, you, he always shuts down when we get to Rangers. I'm convinced that's why he left the pod because he, he gets sick and tired of me talking about the Rangers. I don't know, dude. I think, I think if I was a Rangers fan, I'd want to redo the third line as much as possible. Right. Like you have a ton of assets. That's why I don't think JT Miller is the smartest one because if. If you felt like you didn't have a top two center, but you feel really confident that Zibanejad and Strom are going to stay your one twos regardless, Strom Strom's going to play with Panarin and Zibanejad's going to play with Kreider. No, and Miller seems like Miller seems kind of stupid to me to give up that much to play on your third line. I know that it's makes a waste to put balance. on the third line. Yeah, and then so you look at it that way. You look at guys like Domi that you brought up, that like Rafael. Castle's going for a third or a fourth. Like there are a ton of guys that you could redo your third line and make it kind of cheap. Um, and then my other thing, well, I think you kind of what? Well, it also, it goes into how you want to construct that third line. If you bring in Phil Kessel, you're bringing in a third line. That's going to add like secondary scoring, right? 
Or do you want a third line who's going to shut people down and just make life a living hell? Because I think once the third line's fixed and then you're, because right now Rooney, Reeves, and McKegg aren't doing anything because every time McKegg touches the puck, he turns it over. There's, there's no swagger to that. So if you can have Rooney, Reeves, and Hunt on the fourth line where they're just fucking going and going and going, that fixes that. I just, it depends on how you want your third line constructed, right? Because they're going to be playing with Barkley to Drow. Is Phil Kessel really the answer? But I like Phil because if either the matchups though that Phil would get on playing third line minutes. Yeah, and if Laugh and Capo kind of shit the bed where they're at, you could bring fucking Phil Kessel right up. Phil on the first power play too. So I I I keep going. How sorry for interrupting you, man. No, you're good, dude. I think my my other thing is I just think you overrate. To me, you overrate the defense a little bit. Like any defense looks good when your goalie has a 940 save percentage. If you look at that defense, and I don't, and it's youth isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing in the long run, but. Your D is really fucking young. You yeah. have a ton. Of, you have a ton of young guys back there. Playoffs are a completely different animal. Like you can obviously feel comfortable with Fox, and then Lindgren plays great with him as a pairing. And then I know you, but like you look at your third pair. If it's like Nemeth and Snyder, like they're going to be playing sheltered minutes in big games, like very sheltered minutes. If that's the case, if that's who you're rolling out there, like I think uh, Lindholm, Hampus Lindholm, is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. It's probably going to require a haul, but that would be a really interesting thing to me because then you have an absolute elite puck-moving defenseman on your second power play. He can eat big minutes. He plays top minutes against top lines in the Western Conference like on a shitty team. Well, it used to be a shitty team. I don't know if he's the answer, but I think I feel like if I was a Rangers fan, I, one more D would make me feel very comfortable. So you, you would not – so I've seen that name and I've seen Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherratt doesn't really get me going. No. And um, this is a name. I don't know if he actually got – he might have already gotten moved, so I don't want to say it. Brownie, do you have any thoughts on Ben Sherratt? No. I thought the I thought the Rangers were all in on the, the kid from Arizona. They were, and then that kind of fell out, I guess. But isn't that – well, I know with the Bruins at least, and I feel like a lot of – East Coast teams are like this. If you hear about a guy and then you don't hear about the guy, then the guy's in play even more. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? It's just hard when the Rangers are in on everybody, you know? There's a there's a defenseman, you're going to scoff at this, I feel like, but he actually, I think, is kind of good. as like a 6-7 D, uh, and he's uh, reportedly available, and that's Justin Braun. Just throwing it out there. Oh, for, some depth, for some tough. depth. He's tough as shit, isn't he? He's got like a 1.8 million cap hit. There's one more year after this, so you get him for one more year. He doesn't really cost that much. It's like a Maybe poor man. Yeah. You know what? Because like when I look at the Bruins, like when they won the cup, and I hate to go back to the Bruins, but they traded for Caberlet, and he was he was kind of at the end of his game, but like they put him on the third pair, and he did great. I just feel like having one more veteran defenseman back there could go a long way. Well, that, the, only, the only thing that scares me is I think they would take Schneider out of the lineup before they would take Nemeth out of the lineup. And I think Schneider is better than Nemeth. So that's the only reason why I'm kind of like – and I I just personally think a third – like having a third line where you can roll four lines in the playoffs, I mean, I guess – I don't know. It goes both ways. I just think the third line might be a little bit more important than that. But You guys have assets out the ass, though. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's going to be super interesting to see what happens with the Rangers. Also, tomorrow night, I don't know if you guys have anything going on, but they're playing the Capitals at the Garden. So, huh? buckle up, maybe. Oh, that's going to be so sick, dude. When nothing happens, yeah, it's going to be sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and everybody who's, like, fucking chirping Reeves for not fighting and shit, 
I think he only had four fights last year, and he's already had two this year. So, yeah, he doesn't need to. It's like, what's that? Walk softly, carry a big stick. He is the big stick. Yeah, you know, he doesn't and need to fight. Rangers just like to get enforcers when they're kind of over the hill. <laughs> I think Reeves is the first one that they've gone where it wasn't really like that, though. Like he does serve a role. Like he he's is not, so much better crime, though. Like they no. never get the goon when he's in his prime. Oh no! No, 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 no. Scraps. I we've talked about in the past though. Reeves is Reeves being there. Look at Kreider's year. I think that all ties back to Reeves. Yeah. Why? Why Kreider? Kreider's yeah, a big everyone's guy. playing bigger. Everyone's playing with more confidence. I I honestly believe that they all have that. All right, he's got my back. It's way different, dude. When you have to send Brendan Smith out to fight fucking Tom Wilson, I'm sure everybody feels pretty goddamn tiny. But when you know you have Ryan Reeves in the lineup, it's like, okay. I literally just watched Mo Sider fucking run Chris Kreider like three nights ago. Oh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, but he, it was he like a reverse hit. That, kid, that kid's playing on a whole different mind frame. I can't wait to see that kid play hockey in like six years. He's going to be fu- hit. He's going to be like the bully in the NHL. It's going to be a lot sooner the next big headman, in my opinion, like that to me, I think they kind of they're big. They can move the puck, they can skate, and and they can play a little mean if they need to. Didn't he take the puck off headman during a TV timeout? Wasn't that a whole big thing? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I have for Rangers. Thanks for talking about that, guys. I appreciate that. Um, you remember when? Uh, do you think you're going to look back, kind of like Bruins fans look back at 2015, at 2019, when you took Kako over Mo Sider and Trevor Zegras, or no? Because it yeah. was so like one two, but at the time it was so one two. It was it was, it was so one two. It was it was Kako or bust. Yeah, no, it was because we like, talked about it. Looking back then, could you imagine if the Rangers took Mo Sider? Or everybody Zeter? would have lost their shit. Dude, people lost their shit at the Red Wings when they took them. Mm. Yeah, at six. It's, so just I guess sometimes it's not feel like that happens, man, and like. I'd give anything to have Zegers on our team. I think he's going to be a stud. Thankfully, he grew up a Rangers fan. Not that not that long till it'll be unrestricted at some point. So, um, I don't know, dude. I think that I honestly think that kid loves. He just looks like he knows how to enjoy himself in Southern California. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. But, all right, what do we got for Bruins? I saw Jake DeBrusque on the first line, Brownie. So uh, is that why you were so angry before we got on, or what? We so I went to the game. And by the end of the game against Colorado, the entire section around me was booing DeBrusque. Not, <laughs> not really, but they were just like, holy shit, you guys don't like DeBrusque. To, like, it's annoying watching him on TV, but to be at the game and watch the lackluster effort from him, uh, it's fucking – we were like, I could have done that shift. I could have done that shift. I could have done what he did on that shift. It's ridiculous. Um but yeah, he's playing with uh, Marshawn. Is he, playing, is he playing better? Is he putting up more points? Is that why he's on that line? Like, what's going on? They well, Cassidy was like backhanded. He said that he put him out there because sometimes it can be intimidating to play with two future Hall of Famers, but sometimes you just have to step up in big moments. I think my personal opinion, and I have no backing on this except for my buddy Keith, who was at the game with me, is that they're putting him in all these situations. Like he was out there for penalty kills. But his shift would be like 20 seconds to give Bergeron a breather, and then he'd be off. But in the in the stats, he had penalty kill minutes. I think they're just trying to up his value in trade because his play is not upping his value. Yeah, uh, well, I, think, I agree with that. I think they're definitely hoping that he catches fire and then they can get a bigger haul. But also, yeah. <laughs> I think the main reason this happened is they're trying to balance the lineup. They like Hall and Posternock together. 
they really of, like the third line. Right. And yeah, exactly. So um Fred, who's on, who's on Fred, your third line? Frederick Coyle and Smith is the it's third Coyle, line. It's Coyle, Smith, and Frederick. And Coyle and Smith had that chemistry when they when Smith originally came here. They split them up. And now Freddie out there is kind of they're saying he can pattern his game after coils because they're similar players in terms of style and size. So this might be, this might be way wrong, but I always kind of thought as Frederick as like your 13th forward, they didn't play him that much. Is does he have more of a role this year? Has it always kind of been like that? He's starting to. Yeah. I think Trent Frederick, if you look over his last 20 games has probably played the best hockey of his career. Like he got, he got a concussion this year and he hasn't really thought as much, which is honestly sucked because I just kind of was hoping he'd be a fourth line guy. But I think when they drafted him, they were hoping it was like a second line, third line power forward. Yep. It's taken a long time, but like I think he has like four, four or five goals in his last 20, which is like more so than he's he had good minutes. 40. And when I was at the game, he him and Landeskog, we could I would have bet money they were gonna go. They were John at each other the entire game. And I think he brings that element of that he'll get in your face at the right time. And I think what he's learning, it almost and listen, I'm not comparing him to Cam Neely. But when Cam Neely was under O'Reilly, he was great still. But when he was under Milbury, he really took off because Milbury pulled him aside and was like, you have to pick your spot. You can't fight every game. And I think that's kind of been the message to Frederick to a degree. And he's got to pick his spots. And he's throwing big hits out there in Colorado, barking at everybody on the bench. Yeah, so I think it's good. I think he has the funniest voice in the league. Frederick? Yeah. I, Have you ever heard John Tavares talk? Yeah, but dude, like, it, there's something about a young kid willing to fight anybody, and then every time he talks, he sounds like Kermit the Frog. I think it's I the funniest fucking thing. I heard him on a podcast today, and he sounded like he sounded like Kermit the Frog hungover. And his name's Trent. <laughs> Um, yeah, his name's Trent, right? <laughs> so Tuke is gone. They got, you guys have, like, your goalies back. Now, here's an issue for me, and this has always been an issue for the Bruins. Uh, I feel like every time playoffs come around, either Carlo gets hurt or one of your defensemen gets hurt. And then you have Steven Camper out there in the playoffs. How has the D look so far? Do you guys have extra guys kind of waiting in the wind? Is John Moore playing? I know that contract's kind of shitty. Is he still up? Like what's going on there? John Moore's still around, still skating, ready to go whenever they want him. Earl Vakanainen's been playing good, but he is not going on the trip. He had a little bit of a setback. He's not going out to Seattle. They still got Cliffy hockey there. Forbert's back. Riley, they put Riley. How's, in been? How's Forbert been? Well, I think he's in the right spot now. I think Forbert and Clifton is a good third pair. Agree. And I, I like Riley with McAvoy because I like Grizzlick and Carlo. I think it all just kind of slots into place. Um, it's not a bad. Th- now, who do you guys got in case somebody gets hurt? Well, they got John Moore. They have Vakanainen when he's healthy, and they have um Ashan. Jack Ashan went to uh, Seattle with them on the trip. They brought him along too. Was he in trip. Providence before? Mm-hmm. We follow somebody on the morning skate account, and every time I open up Twitter in the morning, it's like a Providence Brew, uh, Providence Bruins highlight of I think that guy. Yeah, Probably. maybe. Or do you have like a smaller forward that was up, and now he's in in uh, Providence, and he's like scoring goals? Maybe I'm I'm I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I think. I thought I think and I think Brownie put it in there. Bruce Cassidy had a quote basically saying oh, yeah, that yeah. our D needs to play more like pricks. I think our D soft as fuck. He I, said it I, well. He said that about the whole team, though. Yeah. No. I, to everybody. I think, all right. Well, I honed in on the defense because I have some issues with our defense. I <laughs> so like McAvoy's been great this year. 
I think Grizzly gets overexposed when he plays too many minutes. I'm a Carlo guy. He looks complacent to me. I don't know if it's all the conkies or what, but I feel like Carlo's been a little bit off. Always wanted to see a little more snarl out of him. I'm still a Carlo guy. I don't know. Snarl. Like I think I think I'm happy Cliffy finally has a role as the sixth defenseman. And it, what's crazy, I don't know why I keep referencing analytics, but I I was looking at this thing like Cliffy's there's like top like 200 minutes played per game like top analytic defensive pairings in the nhl and clifton's on the list twice once with forbert and like once with riley it's fucking wild and the rest are all like all-star defensemen so i don't know what that's about i just think i just think we need one more defenseman um someone who's nails who can play on the third line maybe like I people are gonna hate this one. They're gonna think I'm an idiot. It's terrible asset management. I would just call Seattle back and be like, "Hey, like, Lausanne. you guys suck. Like, can we get Lazan back for like a third or something? And like, we'll toss like somebody else your way. Get a little more nails back there." Uh, yeah, I was. I didn't want. I, I I wish they had protected Lazan. I didn't want to see him go. And it's the same like when Vegas grabbed Colin Miller. I loved Colin Miller. Me too. The same thing. Colin Miller is actually on the market, and Ked, that's yeah. another one. He's a right shot. He's got a hit. He'd be great to come in. Rapper. I love did. Colin Miller, and yeah, he can that's still a great skate. Call, can still skate. He could still be on your power play too. So he's definitely rumored to go at this trade deadline. Whoever gets him get a great pick. So someone like that would like bring me comfort. I just feel like they're one D short, and you're right. Like D get injured in the playoffs. So actually, it's funny. Is Colin Miller would fit in for either the Bruins or the Rangers? Actually. Yeah. And, and dude, the, the other thing too, is like when we were just talking about those names out loud, like if guys get injured, Vakaninen and Sean are both good prospects, but they're both like five ten. Like we would just get smaller and smaller on D like we're usually our seventh and eighth defensemen are like the 10 man Tenorti. Tenorti's still out there, isn't he? He cleared waivers, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah I, think I don't he's know. Right now. <laughs> but the yeah. big thing now in, uh, in Bruins, like, like Facebook, these ridiculous morons. Everybody wants to bring Chara back for a playoff run. Who, like, why would end? Uh, this is probably really rude. Do you think Chara would be a good pickup for any playoff team? Is that rude of me to say? And I love Chara. I think I don't think he would be right here in Boston because of the history and the different role he'd have to be. And it would be, I think, it would be a big obstacle to overcome for the right team. I think he could come in and play penalty kill. He definitely play PK. He could play third minutes and maybe a health bomb, but that would be a tough health bomb to give him. For it for a team like that needed a depth, steadying influence. Rangers. Yeah. And if he goes to the Rangers, he doesn't have to move. I feel like he's a big family guy, so he wouldn't have to leave his family. He could stay wherever the hell he is. Take the like LIR into the city. Lou Lamorello's never made a deal with the New York Rangers. Like a team like Florida, if he could walk in and play third pair for Florida, imagine that. That's a situation where he would, he I think he would he would really benefit that the team. Yeah, but I don't think Florida benefits. No, but I'm saying a team in that at that level that just needed that one veteran steadying hand. You know, it's Joe Thornton in Florida. Yeah, is yep. he hurt? No, he's I mean, like, I don't know like they the Panthers are just so deep. I think and he signed there with the understanding that he would be in and out of the lineup. Yeah. So he's just kind of in and out and they're so good. Like, yeah, he's playing bottom six. He's probably yeah. like, he's probably like Bertuzzi in the HBO show. Just drinking a Bro. Corona light. Yeah. All right, Brownie, what else do you have? 
No, that's it, really. Marshawn's back tomorrow. They're out on the the first visit to Seattle. And uh, Studs went back. He had a five-game little audition again and didn't do enough to warrant the stay, which I I thought he looked good. You know what stood out to me, though, at the Colorado game? We had ridiculous – nothing to do with me. My buddy Keith Seats. We had ridiculous seats. We were eight rows up. Right on, like right at the face-off dot in the uh, Bruins offensive zone for two periods. Great fucking seats. Eric Halla, I know I pump his tires in almost every blog, but holy shit, can this guy fucking play. He is a diamond in the rough. He comes in the zone with speed and is looking, I mean, his awareness, and just to see it that low, the speed, it's crazy how good his vision is. Brownie, I can't wait until... The Bruins get healthy and Eric Halla. If we can pick up a center at the deadline, which is probably really what we need in the end, and we can slot Eric Halla as the fourth line center and play him with Lazar and somebody else, and I can finally get Thomas Nosek out of my life. No, is Nosek going to go to the wing? No, come on, dude. Don't tell me. I know you don't like Nosek, but Bergeron. He's soft as baby shit. Bergeron defers to him in defensive zone faceoffs on Nosek's strong side. Noshik, I'm telling you right now, Noshik is reminiscent of Chris uh, Kelly. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best comparison. <laughs> I made that up just to trigger no, out. 2011. That's probably the best comparison because we said that at the game. He doesn't have the jam of like Campbell. You know, Campbell was a little more physical, <laughs> but Chris Kelly would like defensively smart. He would always do that little chop behind the legs, shit like that. Like he got under Nathan McKinnon's skin in that game. McKinnon took a fucking swipe at him that almost got himself suspended for 20. Chris Kelly was also a third line center, and Chris Kelly also fought Braden Shen and got yeah, in a well, couple it was of a different league. He stood up for teammates with his gloves off on like that's 11 years ago. That's 11 years ago. It's not, I mean, it's different. But he's a fourth liner. When you're a fourth liner, I don't care what year it is. Look at the oh, range. You got, oh, I, I Look guess, at I guess. every fourth line that's pumping us night in and night out. They're tougher than us. And yeah. I don't want to be that guy saying, like, old-time hockey, old-time hockey. Like We need to get Adam McQuaid as the head coach. We need to have Char on the back line. Sean Thornton should be in no. the presidency. You don't, that's the thing, though. You don't even need that anymore. You just no, no, that's that. what I see. That's right. These are the comments I get back to me on my blogs. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I just – yeah, I just, like – you don't even need that tough. Like Lazar plays with so much more jam. Bleed plays. I, with so I, I love Lazar. Jam. I like him a lot. And like I know Nosik in tough spots is great. Like, like penalty kill, end of the game. He can take defensive draws. Like he definitely has value. But it's just like I don't. All right. So let's say for sake of argument, <clears throat> you have Bergeron, Marchand. I'm going to leave the wing open for now, right? And then on your second line, let's say what we all hope happens happens, and Krejci comes back to go in between Hall and Pasternak on the second line. Then your third line is set, right? Coyle, Smith, and Freddie. Your fourth line becomes... Probably Hall, Nosek, and Lazar, which is actually way better. Then who's who's that top spot on with Marshawn and Bergeron? Phil Castle. Oh, imagine. <laughs> you imagine. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's def- there's holes. There's a ton of holes. The, um, before we move on from the Bruins really quick, I did want to just toss out one shout out because I was just thinking about this guy. The other last Friday I was like hammered and I um and it came across my timeline, Providence Bruins, 
and it was Chris Wagner scored a goal to tie the game up with still still doing it. Yeah, and he was so pumped up. Chris Wagner, like hometown kid, played two really good years for the Bruins. Got sent down, didn't say a peep, didn't cry once. Everyone in Providence loves him. Like he's just a leader in the A. Like the Matt Bolesky of the Bruins, dude. No, he's not Matt Bolesky though, because he was always making like eight fifty a year. Like he's just wags. I just wanted to shout. Yeah, if there was one guy, I wish, like. I don't know how much he could contribute, but that's a kind of guy for the, for the, like, a, you'd like to see him be a black ace just to fucking give him the jam. You know what I mean? Just to come up and be around the guys, you know? Yeah. I, they I don't even give him a sniff. What's that? They don't even give him a sniff this year. He's, he's buried in Providence. Shame. Yeah. Agreed. But he's not, he's not Cassidy's kind of player. Well, maybe maybe Cassidy should oh. find a way to make him his player. I know he's I know he's over the hill, but it's yeah. just I just wanted to shout him out. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I love Wags. <laughs> and that was talking Bruins. Uh, now we're gonna go to beer league roundup. Do you guys always go this long, or is it because yeah. I'm here? Uh, uh, a little of both. All right, <laughs> I just wanted to check in. I'm Are sorry. you not entertained, dude? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> beer league. I have nothing because I'm retired. So I played well, last night. We lost two nothing. Eh. Wait. Sorry about the loss, Brian, but are you perm retired or just in Nashville retired? Nashville retired. Um, I could come on as a sub, but we recently added somebody to the team that I do not want to be around. So I'm retired until I go to the worst when there's one, like a few guys that ruin a great skate, and you're like, I'm not fucking going because I don't want to do it. My whole fucking life with this kid. Same. Same. Whole fucking life. Uh, I kind of I wanted to just quick. We reach out our Twitter. Followers. Oh, wait, wait. Can I just one thing about Peerly? So, <laughs> I didn't buy. I didn't get jerseys in time. So this one league is super strict. Like, if I don't have a jersey, a team jersey by <laughs> January first, like it could be like a big deal. Like they won't let me play or whatever. So I was asking for jerseys. Like, I don't want to spend 200 fucking dollars. Give me, someone has a jersey somewhere. So I finally got a guy from last year's team to let me borrow his jerseys for the run. Fucking goalie jerseys. Oh, <laughs> do you know how long these things are on me? It comes down like almost to my knees. Not I only got vendors, yeah. tuck it in. Yeah, Yager, tuck it. Yeah. Oh, I, but I have suspenders, so it's super awkward to tuck it, you know? But yeah, yeah, so I felt all out of sorts. So I'm having an issue wearing this new jersey. And we had a guy last night playing with new skates. I'm like, the new jersey's in my head. I don't know how you're playing with new fucking skates, but can I'm you surprise you know somebody that can hem it? Yeah, I can't do that. I got to give it back to him. Can you um, walk into a hockey store in 2022 and buy suspend like hockey suspenders? Or are you just using like normal suspenders? What do you mean normal suspenders? Like everyday like, pants? Casual like suspenders? yeah, how's like? No, what's the setup there? Is it an old pair or is it like new? No, they're 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 relatively new. But you know what sucks is one of the buckles on my pants broke, so now they're lopsided suspenders. Yeah, I get made fun of for my suspenders quite a bit. Like, <laughs> no, I think suspend. I actually think suspenders are a cool move. Like I never wore them personally. I just don't. Maybe I just don't notice them. But like I've never been to a hockey <laughs> store and saw them. I know they're in a little that. bag like this big. You wouldn't even notice them. Maybe I'll become a suspender guy. Suspenders. I like the suspenders. Good. Yeah. Because that way, if you had too much to eat or drink before the game, you don't have to pull the belt tight. Yeah. 
Do you want a side bonus? <laughs> so I tweeted out. I tweeted out. Uh, What's your most controversial hockey take? Best will be featured on tonight's podcast. We have we have some that I just kind of want to break down really really quick. Uh, where's this one? Give me two seconds, Bobbing. So I'm gonna skip the first part because the first part was talking about teams playing more than one game in a day. That'll never happen. But also would like to see tournaments in the pros. Have Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Winnipeg all playing Calgary one again, for instance. I don't think it ever happened. But how cool would that be if like teams were allowed to have like jamborees where you would see the capitals and Pittsburgh play the garden or like, no, 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 like a neutral site. So you get like the Rangers, Islanders, Bruins, Flyers, maybe say those four you and do, you go you to do, Lake Placid like for a long weekend. Yeah. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. Sick. Buffalo bring Buffalo in on that. That'd be cool. I like that. That, one. Would be kind of, that was from Will, uh, William Butala. Isn't that what uh, the uh, Paul Rabel's lacrosse league does? They just go city to city, like their teams don't yeah, have. They home. call it barnstorming. They just play around, yeah. Which is a sick concept for that sport. I know yeah. NHL. Would help, do that. Yeah, but it would help grow the game, maybe in smaller markets. That's where I heard John Tavares <laughs> was Paul Rabel's pro, uh, podcast. Um, shout out Hutchie loves Paul Rabel's podcast. Walt Walt Disney. Uh, three on three goes to two on two, then finally one on one for overtime instead of a shootout. I think it'd be kind of funny watching one on one. Anything's better than the shootout. Uh, I still don't really, I still don't, I don't hate the shootout. I don't hate it. I'd rather, I'd rather see another period of three on three. Agree. I don't think I would like one on one. Is that really, would that really be wild? Do you think it'd be funny? I feel like there'd be a fastest of two guys out there, and then it would be a ranking of speed all the way down, right? Yeah, I mean that's the tough. last guy out there is like, I don't know, someone in Hal Gill. Yeah, so like <laughs> if you're if it's like Panthers Avalanche and they throw out McKinnon in a one on one, do you throw out Ekblad or do you go power on power and go like Barkov? Do you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like when would you go D forward? I mean that'd be kind of crazy to think about those matchups. That's when right? that's when yeah. Mac Grizzlick finally shines. Yeah, uh, our boy, our boy thinks that ads on jerseys aren't that big of a deal if it means that the cap goes up. Depending on how big the ads are, I would agree with that. Depends yeah, on the want it to look like the European League. That's all. Uh, how the NHL allows teams to manipulate the system with their long-term injury reserve hidings. We talked about that earlier. That was uh, Bobby, the Bobby Llama. Uh, let's see here. A lot uh, more than one people want to get rid of the delay game pucks over the glass. More than one. Love person. that, dude. That was always my move growing up. You're in yeah, trouble. This fucking sender. <laughs> well, somebody's like, well, it doesn't happen a lot, so it doesn't need to be there. And it's like, well, it doesn't happen a lot because there. I think. I think if they could like, and the refs would fuck it up, so they won't do it. But if they could somehow say like, inc- more incidental, like. Never mind. It would never work. It, it, yeah, it's it's hard to. I have one. You know, <laughs> you know how like that, and a kid on the other team was flipping out. He's like, "That's delay a game," and the ref's like, "Guy, it's not the NHL." Yeah, USA hockey. <laughs> the one that gets me going is like if there's an offside review or some shit like that. They take time to do it. Oh, or like goalie interference. Have you ever seen one where they take time to do it on one end and it's decided and then the other team challenges something else on that play? It's almost like if there if there's a challenge, just look at everything that's going on so we don't have to do two challenges and just get it done. 
Like sometimes it takes too much time to fucking do that shit. Don't you think like they the people in Toronto should be able to put it together a little quicker too? Yeah, that like, just like I get to watch the replay. I pretty much have how my about, mind doing that too. How about yeah, how about get rid of challenges altogether and just like if something's wrong, fucking boop, doesn't count. Honestly, if the NHL just had one guy in Toronto and he was the final say and he just shot from the hip, you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, Maybe I was wrong, maybe I was right, but he shot, I would respect that. But I agree, like Sometimes some of the reviews is just like move it the fuck along. You know what's really bad? College hockey. Watch a college hockey game and see a review by those guys looking at an iPad for 15 minutes. Insufferable. I'll never forget. I went to a, a high school hockey game with a ref that me and Hal know, and it was like a divisional playoff game. And he was the guy, he was the ref that stood behind the net to see if a puck went in or not. And there was a very controversial goal where he had to be asked to do it. And I was standing next to him and him and I were talking the entire time. <laughs> so, so they were like, okay, what happened? And he looks at me and he's like, so what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what? That was, that was wild. <clears throat> I'll never forget that moment, but we're going to, we're going to start doing these every week to try to get our listeners engaged a little bit. So um, oh, I got one. Chris Rooney's not allowed to ref the Bruins. Do you hate that guy? <laughs> he's one of the people I hate. Yeah. Fucking Chris Rooney. Uh, and, and no more Eddie Olchick on national fucking broadcast while we're at it. <laughs> what is he on now? He's the Chicago color guy and their fucking brain trust. So good luck, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't miss him at all. I like, I can't really figure out though. I don't really think I like either of the major networks. I think DNT's sick. I like DNT's like pregame, postgame. The in the game thing oh. is better. It's a lot better than ESPN. This is what. All right, I got one for you. So for the playoffs, you should be allowed to have a choice of who does your broadcast. I don't hate that. Sam so, Rosen, Sam Rosen and JD called the Cup final in '94. They won't even sniff yeah, that. '94. That's, that's not that'd nowadays. Be cool, though, to be able to listen to your own announcers, like, you should be able to pick home, away, or neutral, and. Just listen, I'll pay 15 bucks every game to listen to homeboy Jack call the fucking Bruins all the way down. You know yeah, what I mean? I like that a lot. Me too. I don't I have like 15 subscriptions services, but I don't have anything for TNT, but so I'm kind of bummed about that for the playoffs, but I just came to the realization if they're on TNT, I just get an excuse to go to the bar on a weeknight. Done. That or dude, just Hey, I'm going up your way in March, bud come by i also probably not the best time to discuss i was telling ked when he moves home i'm pretty sure there's a weekend rangers bruins game it's a saturday late in march at some point i don't know when you're in maine but just tossing that one out there too you can tell my wife hey i gotta go to some random hotel in either upstate new york or or maine and we're gonna just sit and watch a bruins game and do a podcast she'd be like just go (laughs) get the fuck out of here <laughs> All right, Dominic Moore is heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. I have just one. I'm going to go really quick. Zero of the week, Chris Kreider. Uh, one, he's been invisible since they came back. And two, they just asked him in an interview today about how he was in the All Star game and he was around Tom Wilson. Uh, they were chatting up and like they were being boys. Is it weird? This and that. Chris Cryer came out and said, hey, listen, there's a term, you have professionalism uh, off the ice. You know, we're allowed to do that, but when we're on the ice, it's different. I fucking hated absolutely everything that he said. And people are like, that's Captain Cryer. And I'm like, do you fucking watch sports? Like, 
What? It would have been way cooler if Chris Crowder was like Tom Wilson's going to get what's coming to him. Is like, Chris Crowder from Connecticut? No, he's a Massachusetts. Wait, I think he's Haverhill. <clears throat> that blew my mind, and people are like, "That's Captain Crowder." I'm like, "That's the exact opposite of what I would want my captain to say." Agreed. He's from Boxford. I take it back. Oh, and I do have a hero. My hero is Jacob Truba because absolute wild card thing that happened. Uh, Vince Marcogliano, who's been on the podcast a few times, asked. I think Strom, who's a DJ in the locker room, is Jacob Truba, of all people. I never would have guessed that. What, so, would, the, what would be the music you would think Truba plays? Classic rock. Oh, I wasn't thinking like death metal. Some, some Definitely not like Avicii. I don't even know what that is. Come on, Brownie. Come on, bud. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that is that the cold is that the cold seafood appetizer? When we get together, we'll shotgun some beers to Avicii. You'll figure. Oh my god, we'll shotgun. Well, we're gonna shotgun a couple beers to the levels, dude. And we're gonna change your life. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. as as we, and then afterwards, we get to smoke and listen to G Love. Into that. All right. What, now, do you guys agree with the zero, with the zero about Chris Kreider, or am I just being like? A no, I, I well, I think zero. Whatever. I mean, there's a, a million reasons I could pick a ranger to be a zero, but. Right. Chris Kreider, that's that's not a good look. I think it was him trying to like be like the politically correct answer or whatever. But I just wish that he would have been like. Put it this way: if Chris Kreider had come out in the in the All Star game and Wilson went over to him and he chopped him in the mouth, he would have been your hero. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like, obviously, Panarin didn't get hurt, but like, could you imagine back in the day if they interviewed somebody on the Bruins about Alf Samuelson and somebody's like, "Hey, we're pros," and like they they were like. Like what? They, you know who, you know who uh, wasn't even in the same camera frame was Bergeron and Wilson. Yeah. Bergeron just gave the icy glare, and Wilson shriveled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys have for here on zero? I'll I'll go quick. I didn't. My I have two zeros. One one's a beer league. I'm just gonna. I played Monday night. We won seven to one. I actually kind of played like the game of my career for a long time. Nice. Okay couple goals right but we're up 7-0 and this is why it all negates it um and up 7-0 30 seconds left i get the puck i just like thought no one was trying so i just threw like a cross ice pass Best kid on the other team caught it i was like kind of the last guy back even though i was a forward he dangled two kids he toe dragged me and then scored with like 10 seconds left um it was fucking that's, depressing. That's, that's like a moral victory for the other team. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what happens? They, they, did they even do the face-off after? Yeah, well, that's the – I skated the bench, like, upset with myself. I was like, I used to, like, want to kill myself. And, like, the all the other guys skated to the center ice. They didn't even end the game. But they were waiting for me after that just happened, which was, like, even fucking worse. Because I would assume just run the fucking – Run the bench. clock. Like, oh, like, my God. God. How that awful, dude. That's yeah. a tough one. And then I went up to the kid in the handshake line. I was like, you degraded me. And he was like, what? <laughs> So that was tough. That was a really tough end to an otherwise great night. I probably owe that goalie a beer. Second zero of the week is Dom Moore. Wait, you uh, wait, you absolutely owe that goalie a beer, by the way, because how often yeah. do you get a shutout in beer league? He's not well, so our normal goalie's injured and he's played like 10 games, and that would have been his first shutout. So uh, did you say Dom Moore's your other zero? I'm out on Dom Moore. Um he had a quote. I'm trying to find it. Last night during the uh, Islanders-Seattle broadcast, Don Moore was basically quoted talking about Zdeno Chara saying he rubbed him the wrong way when he, first <laughs> came to, when he first came to Boston because Chara was so dedicated to his craft and winning. 
It's like, how does a captain of an NHL team wanting to win really bad rub you the wrong way, bro? Maybe that's why you're on 14 teams in 10 seasons, and you the only accolade you have is this fucking podcast naming a segment after you. Figure it out. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, that might explain why he was on so many teams. And maybe it's just because Sedano Charo was like, Dom, like you can't, you can't do spinneramas at the blue line anymore. And he just like, Dom kind of felt like his wings were clipped, you know? Who, uh, who was the guy that hated Jason Blake? Was it Dom Moore? Yeah. And Sean Avery, right? Yeah. Like somebody hated Jason Blake. They said that he was just such a fucking dickhead. I think a lot of people say that, honestly. But it sounds like Don Moore. So that's it, dude. Don Moore, like, and I actually kind of, like, was excited for Don Moore to be doing national games, but he's kind of, he's very vanilla on the call, you know? He went to Harvard. He's doing national games. Yeah, dude, he went to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Brownie, what do you got? So my zero is uh, a building. It's uh, the TD Garden. Oh. So I love this. So they have a new policy. Where they don't accept cash. What kind of oh. happy horse shit is that? So we're going to the game. Monday matinee. I'm going to pick up my buddy Keith. I swing through the ATM. Grab a couple hundred bucks. Because, you know, it's $15 beers. We don't live where fucking Jenks lives with his $4 pounders. Which is and, cool, by the way. Calgary does it right. They do this. Yeah, no way. shit. That's where we should oh have. God. If we're going to have a TMS fucking summit, it should be in Calgary. Yeah. Um. So I go to the game. And I walk up. And I'm like. Debit Apple Pay, debit Apple Pay. Like you've seen me try to hook up the fucking camera. Do you think I understand Apple Pay? So I couldn't do cash anywhere. I and then you have to give your debit card and then punch the button. Oh, it's fucking like ridiculous. Like who the fuck doesn't accept cash? Do they don't don't they get like a percentage of like every time you use a card? Doesn't like a percentage go to? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably why they do it. No, no, it goes back to it goes back to the uh, credit card company. So that maybe they have a deal with that. Yeah, That'd they must have a deal with that. Yeah. But who the fuck doesn't take cash? So anyway. Yeah, dude, when I went to a Bruins game earlier this year, it was the same thing. But I figured out, so you, you can download like the TD Garden app and you can like, you can buy stuff through the app. Like you can put a card in. The only negative thing is it makes you like prepay a certain amount. So I'm pretty sure I still have like $50 left on my like <laughs> TD Garden app for like beers next time I go. You were so here I guess for around me trying to figure out the camera that I use every week. Do you think I was in the, in the mind frame to be able to download an app while at the game and then use it? Not a fucking chance. No. And the other thing too is like, the best part about, and I know like the beer prices are probably crazy. So you go to the garden, you get two buds. Like you're probably spending what, like 20 bucks, $28, $28. So you hand them like 30, 30 bucks or something. You're taking money out of the guys working. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah so that's hey, true. Oh, while I'm at this, this is not my hero, but shout out to disco because when I started doing my, like, this is Brownie, like yelling into the fucking thing because I couldn't hear myself at the game. Uh, <laughs> Disco texted me on the side and he was like, put him in your story for Instagram. And I texted him back like, what's a story? <laughs> <laughs> he did a video and sent it to me showing me the buttons to push. But my buddy <laughs> knew how to do it. So shout out to Disco anyways. Tutorial. Yeah, basically. So my hero is Big Hank. You know who Big Hank is? The bear. So there's this bear, this 500-pound black bear in California has broken into 28 homes in the Tahoe Keys gated community in California. Just so you know, 500 pounds is twice the size of your average black bear. You don't 
you don't understand what this bear is unless you just start Googling it right now because the picture of this bear is fucking hilarious, dude. So <laughs> and there was there's been residents there's been residents saying how he just comes in the house and sometimes he looks grumpy and I'm like, you're all fucking feeding him. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen? Unfortunately, this bear is gonna have to be euthanized because he's not afraid of people and they can't release him because he's gonna keep wandering back. And it's all because of these fucking dum dums that are feeding this fucking bear who they've turned into an over fucking fed shark in the aquarium who's no menace and is just like a puffball. But this puffball will still take your arm off. It so. kind of looks like diabetes might get him first, though, if you think. Oh, about maybe. It. I hope so, because that'd be a better <laughs> thing than him. Just die. anyway, shout out to Big Ass. He's a big ass. That's a big ass bear. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. yeah. How does that? How does that bear even fit into a door? You know what I mean? Are they like? It's funny because his head is still the size of like a normal bear. <laughs> and his body's yeah. just not there. He looks like a turtle. Like a fucking like. If if Big Hank gets eighty sixth. We should make TMS shirts in memory of Big Hank. He's going to get 80. Well, couldn't you just dart him and then send him into the wild? Yeah, but the problem is wherever he goes, he doesn't know how to hunt. He's not fucking climbing a tree. That's better than killing him. At least give him well, a no, That's what they do, though. They're going to have to. They're going to have to because he's going to wander into some other town. Maybe like a good outcome would be like we get a live feed of them like shooting him with like a trank dart, you know, just watching him go down and then they bring him somewhere safe. They should dart Relocate him. We could put him in like a, a side, like a zoo or something. At least he could live. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I mean, kind of feels like it could be like a Harambe situation. I was just gonna right? say that's what it's gonna go towards. Somebody but anyway, so he's yeah. while he's still with us. Big Hank is my hero. <laughs> that's very kind of you. Yes. Uh, last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, because Hal is back, Brownie's brain went to work, and our three stars of the week are your top three reunions. Reunions or comebacks, either or, one. Yeah, Ooh. my whole list is comebacks. So yeah, same know. here. That's why I said it, yeah. Okay, well, you guys go first. Shouldn't we go like threes, then twos, then ones? How do you do it? Yeah, yeah we do threes, twos, and ones. Yeah. All right, Brownie, you go first. What do you mean, how do you do it? We've done this. Hal, you've been on this podcast 200 times. Dude, we – when we started this podcast, we did three stars every week. We went through a phase when one of your ex-girlfriends was picking the three stars, and then it just kind of fizzled out because neither of us ever wanted to figure out a topic. Yeah. So don't tell me I know how to do three stars because I don't remember. <laughs> All right. So I, I usually have an honorable mention, and I do again today. My honorable mention is the immortal Rocky Balboa in Rocky three versus Clubber Lang. Cause he had no business being in the ring with fucking Clubber Lang. That's fair. So that's my, that's my honorable mention. Not my first star. That's crazy. I thought, I thought you were going to go Rocky too. Cause I feel like you could probably say that was a comeback as well, but no, I guess it was. think about where he was at at that point. Well, think of Rocky two, how much bigger Sylvester Stallone was and he wasn't as cut. So he looked like more of a heavyweight in Rocky Three, he looked like a middleweight. And Clubber Lang, dude, have you do you ever know do you know the story behind Mr. T getting that gig? No. All right, dude. I'm gonna tell you. So there used to be this thing back in the day while well, you two were still too young to watch called ABC Wide World of Sports. Perfect. And when there was no sports on, they would have these like crazy fucking things on, like different competitions and everything. And they had the world's toughest bouncer. And I can still remember it in my mind's eye. And he had to like, 
like pick up like a 150 pound dummy and run through all these tables in like a bar setup and like to throw some guy out. Then you had to like, uh, you had to like break down a door and you had to do this whole thing. And at the end you had to ring a bell and that in your time was how you won. So Mr. T shows up to do this challenge and he was fucking jacked back then had the mohawk he didn't have all the chains like he did on the 18 he had a few but not all of them he comes running through this thing he dives head first like my bulldog does through the door and blows it to smithereens and then punch the entire bell off its moorings and sylvester stallone apparently was watching tv saw that and said that's the guy i want for the next rocky movie <laughs> That's the guy I'll beat, and that's and that's how they got him. And remember when he was doing like the pull ups in the uh on the rope underneath in the basement of, of Rocky Three? You're gonna hate me right now. I don't. Think, I don't think I watched Rocky Three all the way through once. I think I've seen parts on TV. I you know I've seen it. all of one and two, but I think I got to dedicate. You should watch it. So, anyways, all right. So that's not my third star. My third star. This is how <laughs> these is how the third stars go. Hal, I always have an honorable mention. So my third star is kind of in the same vein because him and Mr. T are friends. It was in 2002, WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan came back to fight The Rock in the main event. And that was a great comeback. And it was a passing of the torch. I remember watching it on the black box illegally. It was fucking fantastic. So that's my number two. You ask Hal, dude, there used to be times growing up where he'd come over and be like, all right, what are we getting into tonight? And I'd be like, well, Monday Night Raw's on, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the I used to make him watch wrestling all the time. Yeah, or you usually had a TV. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's my number three star. Do you want or I I'll go. I'll go. Uh, my number three star is overall. Whoa! Uh, nice. I, I feel like overall <laughs> was huge at one point, right? And then, like, I think maybe 90s, 2000s, if you wore overalls, you are probably a little bit of a squid. And now if you go on Instagram, pretty much every, like, influencer mom is rocking overalls with the family in a cornfield in the photo shoot. You know what I mean? Like, My wife wears I, overalls all the time. My wife has overalls. Like, I just, I just think they're so hot right now. I don't know. Male overall, still kind of a touchy subject, depending. Country Fest, I feel like Ked's probably rock some. Guilty. Uh, everyone had the Oscosh Bagosh ones growing up, probably, as a little child, I feel like. Yeah, overalls. Nice. That's a <laughs> solid one. I like that. Um, my number three, you guys are going to hate me for this. Back when the Philadelphia Flyers played the Boston Bruins in the playoffs, the Bruins were up three games to nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flyers battled back to tie 3-3, and then the Flyers were down 3-0 in game seven and then came back to win. It's not really a chirp towards you guys, but I was playing junior college hockey at the time with a bunch of kids on my team who are from Boston who are just absolute dickheads. And I'll never forget the jubilation of being like, go fuck Wait, yourself. You don't have to say when you're when you're playing junior college with a bunch of hockey players from Boston, the dickhead parts assumed you don't need to spell it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so again, I don't want you guys to think I'm coming at you, but I just remember being at the recovery room in Troy being like fucking right, it's happening. So that sports wise, I can't well, like really to me, that's really that's the number one comeback. Up, right? Yeah, that's the number like, one comeback, you know, bro. Do you want to really no. put your thinking cap on? Well, I can name you I two comebacks. That. You mentioned one on this podcast. Patriots down 28 to 3 in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that was a good comeback. comeback. Or Red Sox, the, probably Red Sox Yankees. Red Sox, Sox Yankees. Yankees. But for me, like, just for some reason, that's the first one that comes to my mind. So 
that's a hockey one. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the likelihood of that ever happening? A team being down three nothing and then game seven being down three nothing and then doing that. Like that's fucking insane. I remember yeah, the bar I was at watching that game. Why did you guys lose? I forget. Did you who was your goalie at the time? Tuca played that year. Uh, Bergeron got knocked out by either Richards or Giroux. Krejci, Krejci got knocked out. Krejci, Krejci, and by then Richard. it just it just tanked. Yeah. 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 Was that back when you had like Lucic and Horton and shit? That was the not Horton. That was the year before the cup. That was yeah, 2010. So that also softens <laughs> it. That's why I really don't care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my third star. Uh, Brownie, second star. My second star is from the 1993-94 NHL season. Cameron Neely coming back from the dirty hit from Ulf Samuelson. I have his stat line right here. 50-24-74 in 49 fucking games. That's that's the year coming back? That was coming back after his injury. He had to shut it down. He had 50 – he had 74 <laughs> points in 49 games and – 54 pims and was a plus 12. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's insane. I think, I think like statistically speaking, I don't know like to the whole hockey world, if that would be the most relevant. Right. I feel like Mario yeah. would probably be number one. Yeah. But uh, I don't give a fuck about Mario. So yeah, that was a good, that was a great pick. I like that one. Thank okay. you. And to be and to be honest, my second star was going to be Mario Lemieux, but Ked just said it, so I'm going to switch it up really quick. Um, Brian Burrard, right? Oh, Brian Burrard like lost the vision in his eye. Yeah. He was a pretty good defenseman for the Leafs at that point. I know he didn't come back completely, but the story of Brian Burrard's kind of crazy because he went to the Rangers when he injured his eye. I th- he got like a fat set insurance settlement. And the issue was once he took that settlement, basically the NHL is like, you can't come back and play in the NHL. So he gave his insurance settlement back. It yeah. took like a really small contract with the Rangers to try to come back. Didn't work out that well with the Rangers. But then he went to the Bruins, had a, a pretty good year. And I'm fucking blanking. Who did he go to after? Oh, he went somewhere after the Bruins. Go to the Islanders? He lit it up. He definitely went to the Islanders and played. He was drafted by the Islanders, wasn't he? Blackhawks. So after he lost vision in one of his eyes, right, you look at his numbers. After he came back with the Rangers, not that great. Bruins, 80 games, 38 points. Blackhawks, 58 games, 47 points. Blue Jackets, 44 games, 32 points. Like, he had some pretty good, like, offensive defenseman numbers for a dude who, like, almost lost his eye thanks to Marianosa. People don't talk about that. was, like, it was accidental, and that's why they don't talk about it. But, like, Marianosa made – Brian Burrard go blind. Like, people don't forget. Yeah. Sports. What's your second star, bro? My second star is Scott Scott Paper Company in the office. Uh, We all saw him get axed. He was walking around with scotch in his glass. He ended up getting fired, started Michael Scott Paper Company. And then, what was the dude who, what was his name that they all wanted to bang him and he was just a dick? And then Michael Scott made him leave. Idris Elba, the actor. Yeah, I forget his name, but Charles. like they, Charles, Charles, they, Charles, Charles made Minor. Michael Scott leave with the security guard, and then yeah. Michael Scott made him leave. Office is, I mean, honestly, it's not it's not my funniest show, but I think I've definitely watched that the most and have enjoyed that show more than any other show that I've ever seen. And what's cool about it is 
Hal, you were, Hal and I used to watch it live, which was kind of sick. Like a lot of people got into the office once it was off of the Wait. air and shit like that. But like, oh, we used- oh, you mean you watched it? Like while it was going I on, you guys went to like filmings. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, all time show for me. That's my number. Two me, star. you and me, you and Dubsy watched the finale together. I remember that. Yeah, drink some beers. Great show. Number one star, Brownie. All right. Well, I think it was mentioned, but my number one star, because I, I am, I, I mean, I don't really care about them anymore. Was the 2004 Red Sox? Yeah. I mean, they were, were down. The little dude. Who was the little dude that was Pedro's buddy? Oh, the little midget guy. Yeah, oh, what was his name? He died. You know yeah. who I'm talking yeah. about. And I I'm, a, I'm a Yankees guy through and through, but that's right up with. They I were down. Work. I got it all. I got the timeline. They were down, down three nothing to games. Down four to three. Kevin Millar drew the walk. They put in David Roberts, who stole second, and then that was it. Well, Johnny Damon was just on a podcast and they asked like what flipped everything around. And I think he said something along the lines of like Kevin Millar was in the locker room. was like, boys, we're going to start boozing. So they all booze before every single yeah, one. They do shots of Jack. Which is sick. And that's when well, they're fucking starting Kevin Brown game seven. Idiots. Millar, Millar came out, I think, before that game. I think they were down. They were down three nothing. They just got pumped like nineteen eight or something in game three, and they came out before the game. They're like, "What's the mentality?" And Millar was like, "Don't let us win this one." Kevin and Millar, he just had dude. the confidence, you know. He was Boston man. Like the Yankees kind of had it with Nick Swisher, but like Nick Swisher was Nick Swisher would have been a great Red Sox. Like he would have fit in more there. But like Kevin Millar was just a sock dude. And to like, me, the two thousand that two thousand fourteen was like the last of the. You can't call the Yankees the evil empire when you spend as much as the Yankees. And that was the last, to me, the, the team that broke it, the curse, and they were the, you know, the bunch of idiots, you know, they called themselves. And that was the team to me that, and then after that, I was like, all right, I'm good with baseball. It was over when Johnny Damon hit the grand slam. There was Ted, no- do you know who started game four for the Yankees? It just blew my mind. I just looked it up. Uh boy. It wasn't Al Duque, was it? Who's Al Duque? What, is that Orlando Hernandez. Yeah, it was. Woo! Crazy. I remember him as an expo. I don't even remember him. Oh, UK was a Yankee, dude. That's wild. I remember him as an expo. (laughs) Actually, the the best thing about that Yankees team that lost to the Red Sox was the following year, the Red Sox got their rings at the home opener against the Yankees. And Johnny Daniels was on the Yankees, right? No, no, not that year. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was the next year. I thought okay. Damon left a year after. Am I wrong on that? No, because because I'm pretty sure Damon was there in 07 when they won. Yeah. I think it was the year after 07, 08. Okay. But when, when they introduced Mariano Rivera, he got a huge cheer from the Red Sox crowd because of the hits he gave up and the home runs to Ortiz. And he came out of the dugout and waved. I mean, he was such a good sport about it. Mo's a class act, dude. What's Actually, really weird? He's been on like the impractical jokers. They say that he's like the best postseason closer of all time, like statistically with numbers and shit like that, which is cool. But like when I remember Mo, I mean, obviously winning all the World Series and shit. But I remember like Luis Gonzalez winning the walk off with Arizona, and then I remember David Ortiz hitting it. David Ortiz, man, at that moment was probably the best baseball player of all time. Like, th- there was nothing that that guy couldn't do in that series. It was insane. The field. That's the role of a closer, insane. though. And I also, you guys do Maya Copa, so I just wanted to throw this one out there, an early one. I, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll Duque, uh, he signed a three-year deal with uh, 
with the Expos in January of 2003, but he never played a game for them. So go figure. <laughs> his, his, yeah, but his rookie card, or he had a card where he was an Expo. Dude, I think, I think, do you know why I think that? I Because I'm pretty sure when he was technically an Expo, that's when uh, MLB Baseball, the one with Manny Ramirez on the cover came out. That was like the greatest baseball video game ever. Oh, three? No, it was that that was the year after the Red Sox won, so it was 05. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm lost. <laughs> All right, Lee, what, or Hal, what's your number one? Number one star. <laughs> this is recency bias because I saw this tonight, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, a childhood favorite, I think, of every kid our age. You would open the lunchbox, and if you saw this item in there, like it was like, Jesus, like my mom really loves me this week. I'm going Dunkaroos. I literally yeah. just saw them at a cashier at, at like the register at a gas station like two minutes ago. Dunkaroos are fucking back, baby. Elite elite snack. I don't even know what a Dunkaroo is. Oh my god! All it's, it's just like these shitty graham crackers. Yeah, and there's this little circle, and you just <laughs> scoop icing on them, bro. Yeah, disgusting. Like I shouldn't eat them at this point in my life, but I saw one. And I I walked to the gas station. I ate it on the way home. So. That's a good number one, dude. Um, my number one. You mentioned overalls, mullets, dude. I had a mullet all last summer. It's nice to see that they're back. Morgan Wallen's rocking them. Everybody going to NASCAR races is, is rocking them. So uh, I just – it's nice to see that, you know, it's appreciated again. Did mullets go out, though, dude? Yeah. Mullets were heavily out. The only person that kept the mullet was my dad, and that was because my mom cut his hair, and it was accidental every time. When do you think mullets came back? I would I say mullets last were year. Yes, they were. Mullets. Last year. They were always – they were always because they always called them, like it said, if you didn't want to call it a mullet, it was the hockey haircut. So I think the mullets were always around. I don't think they ever went out. I don't know. Dude, in like 2010, Whiteside had a had a mullet, and they did the racing stripes on the side of his head. Yeah, but like now it now it's not like that was like for show. Like people have mullets now because they like genuinely think. I that get that. I feel. I I think a mullet. So people had them like ironically, is what you're saying. Yes, but now That's they right. have them because they think it's sick. They're socially acceptable now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'll take that. Jim. So that would be my. Oh. Do you still have a mullet? No, that's oh, I, we can't really see. Yeah, you didn't turn your head, so I don't fucking know, bro. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I have a short yeah, haircut. Me, what do you tell me if you have a mullet? Well, not no, you go like this. Yeah. You, well, you would be able to see the fucking hair here. No, if Dude, it was like behind you, blown in the breeze. Oh, uh, my, my, well, my hair goes out. So if I had a mullet, it'd be like out to here. There. So. Hey, you said socially acceptable. It made me think. So I saw a very unsettling movie this week. Oh, boy. It's called Old Boy. I'd not just say that. You said "oh boy," which was oh, sheesh. Yeah, it was called. It's called "Old Boy." It's an old Spike Lee movie, and it's got a great cast, and it's super violent and unsettling. So, if you're looking for something and you're in that kind of mood, I believe it's on Netflix. Is it Korean? No, it's not. It might be based on a Korean, like a oh, remake. Oh, I think that's what happened. Is I saw like the Korean version of it, but it's got a great cast. I can't think of the guy's name, but he played Thanos. Um, Thanos and the dude from Sons of Anarchy. I know exactly who you're talking about. Josh Brolin. He has a fucking Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin, Samuel L. Jackson, Kate Olsen. Some is other from, people. Is Kate Olsen from Always Sunny? Oh, sorry, Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. Sorry. She's you know Wonder what, Vision. You know what movie's on Netflix? We should probably end the podcast, but I fucking love it. And I don't know if it's a cheesy action movie or if it's actually a good movie. 
Hell or High Water. Ken, have you seen oh, that? Great movie. All right, yeah. God. It's on Netflix if you get bored. Great film. Brothers, brothers like Rob and Banks, bro. It's fucking electric. How, how, what's one of our favorite movies, dude? Four Brothers? Four Brothers, dude. Yeah, I guess I'm just oh. a sucker for a brother movie, but these are like cowboy brothers, so I think you'd like When Marky Mark comes walking across the ice. Well, yeah. Well, Billingsley's oh. in that movie. The young brother, man. The chick from oh, Modern Family in that movie. Yep. Uh, so, so, Sophia Vergara or whatever. Vergara, yeah, yeah. God, dude, when Billingsley died in that, it's like fucking so, heartbreaking. It is, man. But, all right, guys. Well, that's one of the longer pods that we've done in a while. If you're still tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Shout out to our homegirl, Mia Culpa. Hal, do you have anything left for anybody else? For our no, thanks for having me back, boys. Thanks for coming on. Maybe we'll get you on, whenever, dude, whenever you want, honestly. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah. Brownie? As always, Hal, I always sign off the same way, bud. God bless you wherever you are, you glorious bastard, Jerome McGinley. <laughs> all right, we will talk to you guys next week.